Shop at Acme and redeem your rewards points for free grocery items or discounts on gas at participating Exxon or mobile stations. Download the Acme mobile app or visit acmemarkets.com. Hello, everybody. WMMR. Housekeeping. No, thank you. Sleeping. Housekeeping, you want towels? Want towels. Need sleepy. Housekeeping, you want men for pillow? Please go away. Let me sleep for the love of God. You're listening to Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR with Preston Elliott. You will listen to every damn word I have to say. And Steve Morrison. Words are like bullets. Plus, Casey Boy. Lay off me. I'm starving. Kathy Romano. I'm going to destroy everything you all. Nick McElwain. I'm just not the, the hero type. And Marissa Magnata. Pay no attention to that man. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. And we're getting started. Good morning. Welcome. It's Tuesday. And now, Preston and Steve's news update with Kathy Romano. Today is Tuesday, 19th day of December. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning. In the news this morning, a prominent LGBTQ activist in Philadelphia was arrested on Monday after authorities alleged she raped two young boys. The Pennsylvania Office of Attorney General filed the charges against 37-year-old Kendall Stevens. Stevens is accused of raping two boys under the age of 13. Further details on the investigation have not been released. Some of the charges include indecent assault against a person less than 13 years old, rape, unlawful contact with a minor, sexual offenses, and endangering the welfare of children as a parent or guardian. A judge set bail at $250,000. Stevens next court appearance is scheduled for December 29th. The prominent LGBTQ activist spoke to 6ABC in August of 2020 after she was attacked in her Point Breeze neighborhood. She says she was targeted by a violent group for being a trans woman. Stevens then became a prominent activist for the community and urged lawmakers to change Pennsylvania's hate crime statute to include protection for LGBTQ people. Stevens, along with Several other activists helped launch the LGBTQ Advisory Board. The board was created in part to be a source of information and resources for victims and survivors of crime within the community. A volcanic eruption started Monday night in Iceland's Reykjanes Peninsula, turning the sky orange and prompting the country's civil defense uh, to be on high alert. The eruption appears uh, to have occurred about 2.4 miles from the town of Grindavik. A grainy webcam video showed the moment of the eruption as a flash of light illuminated the sky. As the eruption spread, magma and semi-molten rock could be seen spewing along the ridge of a hill. In November, police evacuated the town after strong seismic activity in the area damaged homes and raised fears of an imminent eruption. Iceland sits above a volcanic hotspot in the North Atlantic and averages an eruption every four to five years. The most disruptive in recent times was in 2010, uh, an eruption that spewed huge clouds of ash into the atmosphere and grounded flights across Europe for days because of fears ash could damage the plane engines. I remember that my neighbors had to stay in France, which is there. I guess there are worse things, but uh, right, right, for a couple of of days because of the, uh, wow. the the conditions. Yeah, that that caused a major yeah. disruption in uh, travel. 
you remember, yeah. Scientists say a new eruption would likely produce lava, but not an ash cloud. Iceland's foreign minister said that there are no disruptions to flights uh, to and from Iceland, and international flight corridors remain open. A Coast Guard helicopter will attempt to confirm the exact location, the size of the eruption, and also measure gas emissions. Uh, Grindavik is a fishing town of 3,400, and it sits uh, on the Reykjanes Peninsula, about 31 miles southwest of the capital and not far from the airport, Iceland's main facility for international flights. It's a pretty wild place. I was there a few years ago, and there's just volcanic activity everywhere. There's, you know, like, it's a, it's almost like Yellowstone, if you've ever been there. There's just, like, bubbling cauldrons and, and places that uh, run on geothermal activity. Uh, it's a neat place to, to visit, but, um, you know, obviously this can cause some real damage. Nick, there is a volcano that's featured. There was a, a Netflix um, series on volcanoes around the world, and there's one, I believe it is there, where it's sort of half of it is hollowed away. Okay. Where you can see the bubbling Into lava it? inside. Yeah. And people come, they go to a ridge that's safely in the distance. Huh. But it's one of the most amazing things I've ever seen. We stayed in a town that was uh, run entirely on geothermal activity and there were just uh, like hot tubs everywhere that <sighs> you can go in and, yeah. and, and, and bathe in, which was really neat. Um, but um, yeah, it's just like the whole island is built that way. Um, were you near this, pl- this yeah. town? So you when were- you fly into the airport, you are right near where this is. So I'm, I'm wow. you know, your point about the um, how it's going to disrupt travel is really salient because it's, mm. it's, it's right next to the airport. Let's build the airport right by the volcano. Let's go wrong. Well, no, listen, they're saying right now, they're saying that the, the flights are not being disrupted. Mm, uh, right. What was disrupted was back in 2010, so we'll see what happens. This is going to wreak havoc on the resort they built inside the dome. In, yeah. <laughs> inside the volcano. <laughs> a man who crashed into a parked SUV that was guarding President Joe Biden's motorcade in Wilmington, Delaware over the weekend was driving while drunk, police said. 46-year-old James Cooper of Wilmington was arrested. I mean, what luck. Oh, wow. <laughs> God, it's God, come on, it. dude. 46-year-old oh, James Cooper of Wilmington. Well, the Pope was stepping out into the street and he veered around him. Right, right. Was arrested and charged with driving a vehicle under the influence of alcohol. Oh, no. <laughs> and inattentive driving, Wilmington police revealed on Monday. The crash occurred on Sunday night. Biden was walking from his campaign office in Wilmington to his waiting armored SUV when a sedan struck the U.S. Secret Service vehicle that was being used to seal off the area uh, surrounding the headquarters for the president's visit. The driver who investigators identified as Cooper then tried to continue forward into the closed off intersection uh, before Secret Service agents surrounded the vehicle with weapons drawn and instructed the driver to put his hands up. So when you submit your insurance work, because he will still, even if he's oh drunk driving, uh, you know, they, who did who did you hit? <laughs> the, pres- um, the, president the president of the United States. Yeah, a Secret <laughs> Service agent. <laughs> a loud bang and sound of crushing metal echoed on the quiet street as Biden paused and looked over towards the sound, surprised before he was ushered into the vehicle. Uh, Jill Biden was already waiting inside of the vehicle. They were taken quickly to their home afterwards. Uh, they said the schedule was unaffected by the incident and neither the president nor the first lady were injured during the incident. Investigators determined the crash was accidental. In sports this morning. The Eagles lost to the Seahawks 20-17 to last night in Seattle. What the f*** 
fuck is this? Drew Locke threw a 29-yard touchdown pass to Jackson Smith, Nick Jibba, with 28 seconds left to finish off a 92-yard drive, and the Seahawks sent the Eagles to their third straight loss. The fuck is that? Julian Love made two interceptions in the fourth quarter, including one in the end zone on a deep pass to Quez Watkins with eight minutes, eight seconds rem- remaining to prevent the Eagles from extending their 17-13 lead. The Eagles are home on Christmas Day and will play the New York Giants. Let's hope they don't ruin our Christmas. No, just kidding. <laughs> Kickoff for Monday's game will be at 4.30. The Sixers also lost, falling to the Chicago Bulls 108-104 last night in South Philly. Cody, uh, Kobe White scored 24 points and the Chicago Bulls held on to the end uh, to end the Sixers' six-game winning streak. Former Sixer Nikola Vucevic added 23 points while DeMar DeRozan had 15 for the Bulls. Joel Embiid had 40 points and 13 rebounds in the loss. His 11th straight game with 30 or more points and 10 or more rebounds. Is the Sixers are at home again tomorrow night. We'll play the Minnesota Timberwolves. Tip-off is at 7 o'clock. And the Flyers, who beat the Detroit Red Wings on Saturday night and had points in eight straight games, are on the road tonight with the game in New Jersey against the Devils. The puck will drop at 7 o'clock. And that's what I have for you this morning. No, Stephen, you keep playing that what the F is this and what the <laughs> F is that. Do you have the, the first one where I say, what the? Yeah, oh, yeah. I'm just, what the? F- <laughs> Where's that f- sound coming from? There's nothing on here. What the f- is this? I was so the f- is that? I was so fed up. At that point. <laughs> the the audio is so perfect. It. I had had it. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, we welcome you to a Tuesday morning's President Steve show. Twenty minutes after six a.m. And uh, when? What is the shortest day of the year? What's uh, is that? Thursday. It's usually the twentieth. Twenty first. Uh, so it's the twenty first. Yeah. All right. So we're also getting, Chuck's birthday. We're getting Yay. so close. Wait, uh, today. No, no, day oh, after tomorrow. Thursday. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, so Thursday, Chuck's birthday. That's right. He always had parties with Jesus. Shortest day of the year. <laughs> he did. And then, uh, then we start heading in the other direction. I yeah. just love that that slow progression of making our way back into, I mean, like 420. It's Crazy. Dark. Crazy. Flat out dark. Yeah. I went to, uh, a few weeks ago, I went to visit uh, my mom and sister in Florida, and they live on the west coast of Florida. Yes. And Florida itself is further west than we are. And it wasn't getting dark till like 6 o'clock there. And I'm like, mm. this is weird, man. We get the we get the moms. We're, we're as, almost as far east as you can possibly get in the time yeah. zone. And that's why we get such early, you know, uh, evenings. This time of year, I don't mind it as much because it... At Christmas it lights. Me, yeah. Thank yeah. you for finishing exactly. my sentence. Right. right. <laughs> and I know. And it, I agree yeah. with you a thousand percent. Yeah. And then once that's over, let's go back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Somebody sent me a video yesterday uh, highlighting what you were just talking about, Preston, where if you are in the eastern part of the time zone, uh, your sunset is about a half hour before the people in the western type uh, part yeah. of the time zone. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Which is, it can actually add up to like 19 or 20 minutes of sleep a night, yeah. which can be several hours a year. Wow. It's crazy. Right. So that's, well, that's our situation. It's and, the holidays. Uh, but we're working our way back, which is wonderful very soon <laughs> after a couple of days. is going to be good. Let's start heading in the right direction. Uh, we do have some stuff planned for today. Uh, we are going to have as a guest today, Mr. Zach Snyder, hey! director extraordinaire, and the movie Rebel Moon is available on Netflix on Friday. And this is a big passion project of his many, many years in the making. And this is part one. Are too. you angry or? Well, 
Um, no, no, no. You guys, uh, just a programming alert. Uh, you're going to have a Steven Singer live spot, but for some reason, I have Matt Corden and Andy Summers uh, live uh, oh. copy here. That seems kind of weird, doesn't it? I'm yeah. sure Casey's hand slammed down on the console. <laughs> well, man, myself for not seeing it. And looked a little disgusted. I'm like, I was talking the about having Zack Snyder on. It's yes. going to be great. And I thought I did something to make him mad. But all right. Yeah, well, anyway. next to you, we love Steven Singer. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, right. We'll just read it straight like that. Uh, mornings here on MGK are so much better with Steven Singer Jewelers. All right, well, anyhow, uh, we're all, by the way, if you don't know, we're all right down the hall from each other. Yes. Like, and I, Andy walks down every morning and I say, I can see Matt in the, co- in the kitchen getting coffee. So we're all this big, happy family. Beasley family here. All right, anyhow, Zack Snyder's going to be joining us around 9 o'clock this morning. And yes, Rebel Moon is available on Friday. Uh, we will also have our friends from Minnie Mel yes. stopping by today. We don't try a new flavor until Thursday, but they are swinging by with some uh, Wawa gift cards to give away to you so that you can buy your mini melts when you stop by the local Wawa and check out their special freezer on the way out. By the way, keep in mind, every little cup comes with its own little spoon. I bought one uh, over the weekend. Uh, cookies and cream? Yes. I, now that I know where the, the damn freezer is, it's right to the right of the door when I yeah. walk in. Yeah. So we'll do some uh, giveaways in conjunction with that. And speaking of giveaways, we've got two more. Count them. Two uh, seats left for the Christmas Miracle, which is tomorrow at the Colonial Theater in Phoenixville. So uh, we are getting set for that, hoping for the best, but I'm telling you, man, as far as uh, the amount of prizes we give away, uh, tomorrow will be the biggest ever. Yeah. Without question. Amazing. Like, like more stuff keeps getting added and we're like, well, how are we going to give all this away? Because we have only so many contests that we can do. So we're figuring out ways that we can give more things to. So listen for your chance to grab those tickets. Each each pass is good for two people uh, who come and be a part of the whole thing. So And everyone is going to walk away with something for sure. Yes. You that. So we'll do some giveaways through the course of the morning. Hang tight. All right. I'll let you know when to call in to get those. It's not just yet. We are going to go ahead and take a break and come back in a moment and then we'll do the entertainment report We'll do a stupid question, give something away with that, and then maybe shortly after that, if you're good, we'll do uh, one of our last uh, Christmas miracles. So get yourself set, and that's all brought to you by Phoenix First, Phoenixville First, uh, and Miller Lite as well. We'll uh, return in just a sec, so hang out with us. Is your phone an app hole? You know, full of useless apps taking up space. Well, get rid of them and get the WMMR app. You can listen to us wherever you go, get important alerts, and so much more. Because, after all, the world needs less apples. Preston and Steve. Their name is their address. On on the web. PrestonandSteve.com. Football's back, and this Eagle season, there are huge prizes to be won at Acme. Enter Acme Swoopin' and Win Sweepstakes, and you could win up to $10,000 cash or 2024 Eagle season tickets. And all you have to do is shop the participating items throughout the store and enter your codes from your receipt at acmeswoopinandwingame.com. Acme makes sure Eagles fans have all their game day needs to tailgate or host like a pro. Stop in and discover why football is better at Acme, the official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles. Hi, I'm Steven Singer. Yep, that's me, the I Hate Steven Singer guy. Why do other jewelers hate me? I'm a nice guy. Because other jewelers just want to throw up when you ask, can I trade in my old diamond studs? Why? I guess it's because they're in the business of selling. 
I'm in the love business. I love to see my friends come back and trade in their old diamond studs. It's true. You can start with any size and upgrade them for a bigger pair anytime you want. Get exactly what you paid. Not only do other jewelers not want you to trade in your diamond studs, but even if they do, they don't give you back what you paid. Why are their diamonds worth less? Oops. Come see me, the real Steven Singer, a real jeweler, whose diamonds are always worth what you pay. Visit me at the other corner of 8th and Walnut. By phone, 888-I-HATE-STEVEN-SINGER. Online, IHateStevenSinger.com. Oh, by the way, these stunning Anita diamond stud earrings are always 100% eye-flawless, near-colorless, brilliant-cut diamonds, magnificent and bright white, topped off with my 14-carat safety silicone backs. IHateStevenSinger.com. One place, one price. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. All right, let's give some away. We have a pair of tickets as MMR Rock's Eric D'Alessandro on Saturday, May 18th at the Keswick Theater. And the question that I have for you, it's a little ways off, but the question I have for you is, in Scooby-Doo, mm-hmm. what's Shaggy's real name? What's Shaggy's real name? Casey apparently knew this. All right, 215-263-WMMR. In Scooby-Doo, what is Shaggy's real name? Call if you know the answer. I will rattle off the birthday list here while we wait for that answer. Today is the 19th day of December, and the very lovely Jennifer Beals ah. uh, is celebrating her 60th birthday today. First big film flash dance, right? Absolutely. And she had some success in the L word, and of course, forever uh, memorialized in the Hanukkah song from uh, Adam Sandler, of course. <laughs> right, yeah. Look, guess who is? Je- <laughs> flash dancer Jennifer Beals. Uh, so she is uh, 60 years old today. She was, uh, when flash dance hit, she was like the girl. Oh, yeah. I had a little crush the on her. Girl. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Uh, then we have Mike Lookin' Land, who played Bobby Brady. Aww. Bobby! On the Brady. Hi, Bunch. Mike. Yep, he is uh, 63. You actually have Bobby. We have Bobby, too. Bobby! That's, well, that's absolutely from the episode where he was lost in the Grand Canyon. So I watched older Bobby uh, on the Very ba- very Brady Christmas, which is on MeTV. Watching that the other day. I watched it, yes, on Sunday. And, of course, his big secret, everyone had a secret when they returned to the family gathering. He had left college to become a uh, race car driver. Ah! And he's in Preston, what is he, like a stock car, like a uh, like a... Like a, a real uh, derby, you know, sort of vehicle. And he says, my dream is to race Formula One. I'm like, well, you need a different car, buddy. Uh, <laughs> I think Isn't he involved in auto I mechanics? Yeah. Something along those lines. I think he mo- when he moved on from acting, he went into the world of auto mechanics. Everyone forgets how accurate that series was. Yeah. Uh, so he is celebrating his 63rd birthday. Uh, it's also Alyssa Milano's birthday, uh, who's the boss and charmed or some recent uh, dirt that's uh, been, you know, kind of kicked Whoa. up about about Charmed and, and her <laughs> yeah. not allowing oh, right, right, right. Uh, Shannon Doherty's mm-hmm. um, of, uh, some of her friends to come and visit with her or you, whatever. The, the recent one is that uh, Holly Combs, Holly Marie Combs, which is one of the co-stars, has some things to say. About, I don't know if you have it in the... Uh, in the uh, I don't know. Okay, basically, Alyssa Milano manipulated the producers to fire Shannon Doherty. That's really? what she's saying. Okay. I don't wow. know. It's dirty there. Yeah. That is dirty. Uh, Alyssa Milano is 51 years old today. Uh, what was her, the girl you just mentioned? What was her name? Marie Combs? Holly Marie Combs. Holly Marie Combs? Yeah. What is she besides charm? She didn't do a whole I've lot, right? I've seen anything else that she's been in. Yeah, yeah. that's it. 
I, was, I liked her, yeah. but it just never really... Okay, so much. Uh, it's Tim Reed's birthday today. Played Venus Flytrap on WKRP in Cincinnati. And then he, he had a few other sitcoms yeah, that he yeah. was a uh, cast member of for several years. Uh, and he turns uh, 79 years old today. Man, I would... You know what? I, there was an episode the other... It was around Thanksgiving. Uh, the turkey drop episode yeah. was yeah, it's making great. its way around social media. That show was wonderful. Wonderful. It was a funny show. It was. Yeah. Uh, I, I I remember it had a real cutting edge sense of humor. Lonnie Anderson was the girl at the time. Yeah. So they had that going for them. Yeah. There's some really funny moments from that. Uh, so it, Tim Reed uh, turns 79 years old who's, today. Who's the guy? Gary Sandy? Was that the guy who played the... Um... Oh, the program director. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, like a head of hair like nobody's yes. business. He played Andy was the, yeah. uh, was the program director. Yeah. Uh, so Jake uh, Gyllenhaal also celebrates birthday with the... Those people. He is 43 years old. Question. Donnie Darko. Never seen it. Any good? Yes. Okay. I like it. It All is right. a weird movie, but I like it a lot. It has a big cult following. The whole thing with the bunny, yeah, whatever it, that character is, yeah. it just always looked weird to me, and I never really gave it the time of day. Don't be, it's not Eraserhead weird. Okay. But yeah. it's weird. Not yeah. disturbing right, like that, right, but, yeah, yeah. but it looks strange. It, and while I went and just uh, took a quick gander at his uh, credits, I've forgotten he is in City Slickers. He's the son he is, of Billy yeah. Crystal. He's the little kid. That was his first credit. Um, but has gone on to do some great stuff and is also in the Marvel Universe with uh, Spider-Man oh, Far From Home. He was great. Mysterio. Oh, he's terrific. Yeah. Uh, he's also in a movie that I, I don't think gets enough attention. It's it's called End of Shift. Oh, and it, yeah, yeah. It's basically a um, point of view um, a cop yeah. End of watch is end, it? End, end of, of watch. watch. Yeah, yeah. That's it. yeah. yeah. And uh, and so you're you're basically seeing a lot of the action through their their cams, okay. their personal cams. But it's really well done. He's 43 today. Uh, the super good looking Tyson Beckford, yeah. male supermodel, star Zoolander. Uh, yep, he turns uh, 53 years old today. Uh, then we have Marla Sokolov uh, from The Practice. She's also in. Isn't she one of the the girls in uh, Dude, Where's My Car? I don't know. I, I think she know. might be. Oh, like one Dude, of the hot chicks? Yes. Oh, really? Uh, well, Marla Sokoloff is... Sweet! 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 It says here, yeah, she played Wilma there in you Dude, go. Dude, Where's My Car. Uh, so she is 43. And then Steve, don't freak out. Because it's Chris Angel's birthday. Chris Angel! Yeah. So he's... Uh, Bring out! <laughs> now I'm going to put me hooks in my nipples. Bring out! <laughs> I love your over-the-top impression. The best me. is Jim Carrey's riff on Chris Angel. Oh, oh man. Uh, it's so good. Uh, Burt Bur- Wonderstone. Burt Wonderstone. And it, <laughs> it's Jim Carrey plays an amalgamation of him and David Blaine and those oh, yeah. kind of street ma- magicians doing these outrageous things. And he just does the crazy. And so when he drills a hole in his <laughs> yeah. head. The presentation. <laughs> it's the best. So. Chris Angel uh, freaking out on his 56th birthday today. So happy birthday, everybody celebrating birthday. All right, let's see if we can get a winner. We need to find out what Scooby in Scooby-Doo Shaggy's real name, 215-263-WMMR. And it's uh, Chris who will check in with, hey, uh, Chris, good morning, buddy. Hey, good morning. This is WMGK, right? <laughs> That's right. That's exactly right. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well done. Chris, what is Shaggy's real name? 
Uh, that would be Norville Shaggy Rogers. Yes, oh. yes. Norville Rogers. Yeah, that's correct. Hang on, bud. We're going to give you a pair of tickets as MMR Rocks Eric D'Alessandro on Saturday, May 18th at the Keswick Theater in Glenside. Tickets are on sale now via AXS.com. All right, so we were waiting to see what would happen with this, and it all landed yesterday. Jonathan Majors was convicted uh, of assaulting his former girlfriend after a trial that he had hoped would vindicate him and restore his status as an emerging Hollywood star, and it did the opposite. Marvel Studios and the Walt Disney Company dropped him hours after the verdict. A Manhattan jury found Majors guilty of one misdemeanor assault charge and one harassment violation stemming from his March confrontation with then-girlfriend Grace Jabari. Uh, she said that he attacked her in a car and left her in excruciating pain. His lawyer said Jabari was the aggressor. Majors, who was acquitted on a different assault charge and of aggravated harassment, looked slightly downward and showed no immediate reaction as the verdict was read. He declined to comment as he left the courthouse. So he got hit with a lesser charge. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, and I'm curious, because it said like a third degree assault. Like, I don't know what that is. Is that like pushing back or hitting mm. back? You know, and I'm not trying to minimize No, 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 you need to here. understand it. I found myself being confused by the delineation as well, Case, about what they were. So there was... Third degree's not, I mean, first degree's the worst, second degree's bad. I, I third degree, I like, know. I, I don't was, know. Because it, it sounds like she was an aggressor as well. Or what state was it? This is New York. New York. Uh, just says here's Casey, in my uh, story that I read, a misdemeanor assault charge. So, I mean, maybe it's a difference between felonious and misdemeanor. I don't really or know. Or if there's an air of uh, premeditation to it, or if it's sort of a reflexive reaction to... Every now and then, I will go look in, yeah. at, at the, you know, the first, second, and third degree, and what those mean, and, and the delineation of crime, and how it's written out, you know, uh, by the letter of the law. Right. And I forget what they are all the time. I don't know what all they are. There's a legal... Um, uh, uh, there's a lawyer who breaks down legal scenes in movies and law in movies, and uh, I, he's going to release a video on this okay. explaining what the breakdown is. The, the takeaway, though, it was enough for Marvel, who is kind of you know sitting there waiting to see what happens. Yeah, sure. To let him go. But it is a misdemeanor. Is yes. That, is, what That's, does that mean? I don't know. Well, so according to this uh, line that I'm reading, Casey, says the mixed verdict is a result of the jury believing Majors recklessly assaulted his ex-girlfriend, but, not, uh, but did not intentionally do so. So it has to do with what Steve was talking about with intent. Okay. It, it, what I'm reading is that it's like, uh, it says uh, inflicting fear. So not necessarily physically injuring. Them. Third degree means that? Yeah. No, so she had, she was physically injured. I mean, yeah. in fact, the, the most damning um, stuff, Kathy, was him um, and very vigorously trying to dissuade her from going to the hospital. And in that audio, he says, you don't realize the ramifications of this. And, yeah. and um, so he was very afraid of what that would do to his career. Yeah, his lawyer, uh, Priya Chaudhry, uh, said in a statement that he still has faith in the process and looks forward to fully clearing his name while he was convicted of an assault charge that involves recklessly causing injury. So recklessly. Yes. As opposed to intentionally. Uh, she said that uh, his team was grateful for his acquittal on the other assault count, which concerned intentionally causing injury. Uh, Marvel and Disney immediately dropped the star from all upcoming projects following the conviction. 
uh, said a person close to the studio. Before his arrest, he had been on track to become a central figure throughout the Marvel Cinematic Universe, playing the antagonist role Kang, role yeah. of Kang. Uh, he'd already been in Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania, and the first two scenes of Loki, and he was supposed to star in Avengers, the Kang Dynasty, which is uh, scheduled to come out in May of 2026. Uh, his sentencing is set for February 6th. He faces the possibility of up to a year in jail for the assault conviction, though probation or other non-jail sentences are also probably, and that's probable, I would think. They're t- actually talking to Tim Reed, uh, Preston, who played Venus Feintraff. No, wow. Tim Reed plays Kang. Uh, Manhattan District Attorney <laughs> Alvin Bragg said in a statement that the trial illustrated a cycle of psychological and emotional abuse and escalating patterns of coercion. Uh, the dispute between Majors and Jabari began in the backseat of a chauffeured car and spilled into the streets of Manhattan. So, I th- think another damning thing, Preston, you, we played the audio last week, which is of him, um, I'm a great man. You don't understand. I'm a great man. Well, we talked about it. You had heard it. I haven't heard it oh, yet. You didn't we didn't hear play it. it. Okay. I but, thought, I, thought I, uh, I grabbed it. Perhaps uh, Marissa, not. see if you can find that because I, I do want to hear that. Yeah, he was talking about what a great man he was. Yeah. Uh, over four days of tearful testimony, Jabari said that Majors was excessively controlling and prone to fits of explosive rage that left her afraid physically quite a lot. She broke down on the witness stand as the jury watched security footage of him pushing her back into the car after the backseat confrontation. Prosecutors described the video as showing Majors, quote, manhandling her and shoving her into the vehicle as if she was a doll. Uh, Majors did not take the stand, uh, but Chaudhry said that her client was the victim of white lies, big lies, and pretty little lies. Uh, Pretty little lies. You know, embedded by Jabari to exact revenge on an unfaithful partner. So they, they, you know, they were having issues with that. They certainly were. Yeah. And uh, so I guess they were playing that uh, for his defense. I'm surprised, though, honestly, that Marvel waited. I mean, which is really everyone is due their day in court. I mean, and, you know, I mean, yeah. but they did sort of wait to see what their verdict was. And I, that's I, that's the right play. I, I think, think it is. Yeah. You know, really. I think, you know, you can't just. Now, mind you, I get that a big company doesn't want to be associated with somebody who has the uh, the outward image of being abusive to a woman. Uh, but um, they did give him his day in court. And yep. the, but the second the verdict came in, boom. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. So. And then they were on the phone with Tim Reed. We'll, we'll see what it what it means for appealing stuff like this. I mean, the sentencing yeah. is coming up. I don't know what. what if, if there are any avenues a year, left. They said, but not likely that he'll do it No, but it I'm year. saying if there are avenues uh, to oh, appeal. Oh, to appeal? Yes, know, that's so a good question. I'm not really sure. Did you happen to find that, Marissa? Eh, just one second. Yeah, I do want to hear that because there were a couple of uh, phone messages where he had also was telling her not to get medical treatment in another incident yes. because uh, that may have been, he was saying, you know, they, they may have perceive it the wrong way or well but i think by law if you show up with signs of um you know physical uh battery yeah. um that has to be reported well you know what's crazy is is like uh i get asked questions about like uh domestic abuse all the time when i go to the doctor that you know it's just a standard because you're in a safe room you're right. by you're by yourself and then i get it know, as well yeah yeah yeah, yeah. And then they ask you, could Marvin Hagler beat up the world? <laughs> Casey used to be afraid of Marvin Hagler because this is when you were a little child. I was a little child. I thought he could beat up the world. Beat up the whole world. But then Sugar Ray Leonard beat him up. And I was like, okay. All right. So now that we have you alone, do you believe Marvin Hagler could beat up the world? <laughs> I do. All right. We're right here. All right. All right. Well, we'll wait to see if we get that audio. I've got some other things to get to. Uh, Kiki Palmer's ex-boyfriend, Darius Jackson, has filed a counterclaim after the Nope actor was granted a domestic violence. Restraining order against him in November uh, in 
Supreme Court documents, uh, Jackson claimed Palmer was the primary aggressor during their relationship uh, and accused her of punching, hitting, and choking him. He also claimed that she called him over 200 times and sent him over 50 emails in late 2021 when he told her that he would not spend the night with her. And this comes after the actor accused Jackson of physical and emotional abuse and submitted screenshots from a surveillance video that showed he trespassed into my home without my knowledge or consent, threatened me, and physically attacked me. So there's another one yeah. over there as well. Doesn't mean it doesn't happen with, no. you know, the, 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 the woman can be aggressive and be the abuser. It, does, it happens all the time, you know, from Laurel House press. Sure. That, yep. That can happen. There definitely is. Uh, there are precedents that are set for that. Yes. Uh, let's see here. Jeremy Renner announced on Instagram on Sunday that he will be releasing his new, quote, musical diary titled Wait on January 1st, one year after he suffered 30 plus broken bones in that snowplow accident. Uh, he had written new musical diary, story of life, death, recovery, all things learned along the way. Wait till January 1st. And I can't wait to share more with you. He's a talented musician. He is actually pretty good. Yeah. Uh, so that will be, I guess it's just all about what happened to him. And uh, and he's handling it musically. I'm not really sure because he goes into music. I got writer. crushed by a snowplow. <laughs> and boy, did it hurt. It, what kind it of writes itself? Yeah, really. it's absolutely. Yeah, and uh, it just flows of, right out. Age of Ultron. He's uh, he's holding drumsticks. Is he not in the in the I party so, scene? Yeah. Uh, so what, is uh, he? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because he says uh, something like, uh, "Hope it don't get crushed by a snowplow." <laughs> I think that's what he said. Years that becomes, before it actually happened. That becomes the new catchphrase. Yeah. Hope it don't get crushed by a snowplow. <laughs> that's his thing. Rolls yeah. off the tongue. And Hulk smash. Hope I don't get crushed by a snowplow. Mm. Uh, wow, this is uh, interesting. Celine Dion's health condition is uh, progressing in like a bad way. I'm um, sorry to hear this. Yeah, one year after sharing, she was diagnosed with stiff person syndrome. Oh. Uh, the singer can no longer control certain body movements, according to her sister, Claudette. I think uh, somebody that I know passed away from this. No kidding. Whoa. This is So when I originally heard this, I thought it was a version of scleroderma, which is where the skin hardens up. Right. But this is different, is it not? I believe. It's different. It's Steve. more like a, almost like a living rigor mortis kind of thing. Her sister said she doesn't have control over her muscles. What breaks my heart is that she's always been disciplined. She always worked hard, and our mother always told her, "You're going to do it well. You're going to do it properly." Said it's true that in both our dreams and hers, the goal is to return to the stage. In what capacity, I do not know. What was that? The movie about? Um, it was a comedian, and uh, yeah, it was Bob Saget's sister. Is that what you're talking about? That that died of yes, Bob Saget's sister. In this, no, 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 Derma. It was what Steve was talking about. No, no, no. Yes, sir. Right. Finish what you were okay. What were you going to say? It, it's a movie about a comedian. It, it's not Bob Saget's sister. Um, oh, okay. And I, I, I think that it's. I think it is the same thing. So the the comedian had this condition. Yes. You think? Oh, I, I, I'm not familiar, Kathy. Not oh, a documentary or a movie, movie. No, no. It was a movie, but okay. it was based on their life. Huh. Interesting. All right. Uh, in May, Celine canceled her Courage World Tour due to the rare neurological disorder, which can cause painful muscle spasms and stiffness. Uh, according to Claudette, uh, their sister Linda had been living with Celine in Vegas after she receives care from doctors who specialize in stiff person syndrome. 
Although the Grammy winner focuses on resting, uh, she was recently able to spend some quality time with her 22-year-old son, Renee Charles, and 13-year-old twins, Nelson and Eddie, uh, who she shared with her late husband, Renee Angeli, uh, Angelil, I'm sorry. And uh, she and her son's headed to a hockey game as the uh, Canadians played the Golden Knights. But The big see- sick. The big sick. Oh, oh you're talking oh. about... Uh, um, Mel Nanjiani? Yes, right. Yeah, it was his wife. Was it Camille? Yeah. No, 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 no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you're right, Casey. Yeah. Um, I, I just don't know if it if it was the same disease. I, I think his wife had cancer. No, yeah. no, no. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. It was stiff person disease? Right. I, it's, it's either... Why don't you contact our research department? <laughs> says mysterious illness in the log line. Okay. Yeah, so I, th- I, I think it was this. I think it was the well, same and, thing. And it's a true story. That, and that, yes. That's basically what happened to him and his wife. Okay. Uh, Nick is now looking up a, uh, a wiki article about that so we can... We got out of the research portion <laughs> of the show. Uh-huh. I'm going to call over to the right side of the console. Uh, right side as I face Preston. Yes. Uh, research department, any uh, findings on this story that Kathy sparked? Nick, I'll go to you. Uh, Ray Romano's in the movie. Ray Romano, of course. <laughs> Everybody loves Ray, but has that kind of weird <laughs> thing that he does. Okay, I think she had something called still disease. Still disease. This uh, is what uh, Celine has is stiff disease, so I think it's different. Then right. there's Stifler's disease, <laughs> which is you can't stop watching American Pie. All right, so it says oh, here, yeah. adult onset stills disease, which is a rare type of inflammatory arthritis. Sounds similar. Yeah, I think it's seen oh. in, in children a lot, still okay. disease, which um, sometimes is why it's hard to diagnose because they don't often see it in adults. Wow. I don't like this stuff. No, no. You know, Holly Hunter's in that movie, too. The Big Sick? We got out of the research (laughs) console. Uh, Nick, you found some information concerning Kathy's uh, movie. I just think she's delightful. Holly Hunter? Yeah. I agree. Yeah, big fan. Great performance in broadcast news. Yes. Raising Arizona. Raising Arizona, great. Yeah. Kathy, yeah. why don't you look up some additional films that Holly Hunter's <laughs> okay. in? Right. Yeah, no problem. She was Elastigirl in The Incredibles. Yeah. Yeah. She was Elastigirl, yeah. absolutely. And, of course, she was the senator in Batman v Superman. <laughs> Did she drink piss, by the way, right before they blew it up? No, she, she didn't get to drink the piss. They just blew her up. Yeah. Granny's peach tea. Yeah. 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 All right, uh, moving on. Thank you, research uh, department here. Uh, Thank you, research department here on the WMMR Research Council. Uh, Big Bang Theory actress Kate Micucci has announced that she is cancer-free. Yeah, oh, that's great. Surgery earlier this month. Oh said, I have great news, which is that I am cancer-free. Uh, the surgery last week went great. All reports came back that it worked. I don't need any other treatment. It's the oh. best. It's the yeah. best. Uh, she had this done. Uh, it was for lung cancer on December 8th and never smoked before, but she ended up with lung cancer. She said, big thank yous to all my doctors, nurses, everyone that took just really great care of me. Uh, thanks to figuring it out early because I'm very, very, very lucky and I know that and I'm just grateful that things worked out as they did. Uh, now, she says they caught it very early, which is great news. Yes. Yeah, which makes a big difference. Yes. Deadline reports that America Ferrara will receive the See Her Award at the 29th Annual Critics' Choice Award. Um, she just picked up the See You Next Tuesday Award. Um, <laughs> no, really? yeah, she did. Wow. Recipients from previous years include Viola Davis, Kristen Bell, Zendaya, Halle Berry, and Janelle Monet. Uh, the Ugly Betty actor was also nominated for the Critics' Choice Award for Best Supporting Actress for her role in Barbie. She's uh, really good in Barbie. Yeah, Chelsea Handler uh, set to is set to host the event, which will air on the CW on January fourth. We had her in the studio. We did. Uh, yes, America Ferrara. Yeah. Yes. Okay. She was delightful. Okay. delightful. I don't remember that. Delightful. 
Um, I was sad to see this. We knew it was coming, but HBO's Real Sports uh, has wrapped up. Brian Gummel is calling it quits in his 29th year. Uh, the final 90-minute episode premieres tonight, by the way, 10 oh. p.m. Eastern. Uh, sports was a lens through which the magazine looked at the manner of issues, uh, winning awards for pieces on corruption at the International Olympic Committee, labor issues as the cut as Cutter prepared for the World Cup, con- concussions in sports, and children forced to be jockeys for camp- Camel races in the Middle East. These are the types of things they would cover. Real Sports told some inspirational stories like Mary Carrillo's profile of the Hoyts, a father who ran marathons pushing the wheelchair over his cerebral palsy afflicted son in flashed humor. Um, Gumbel said, uh, I'm okay. Uh, before taping the last episode, he said, I'm sad, but everything has to end at some point, and this is the right time for this to end. Does this open the door for Pierre to assume the Maybe. Other? Yeah. Uh, while the show's exit makes sense, uh, the fear is that a form of sports journalism is leaving for good, too. Uh, increasingly, sports news comes from outlets owned by leagues like the NFL or it's MLB true. networks. It's true. Or networks whose business depends greatly on winning rights deals. Um, Gumbel said the show tried to do some things in sports journalism that no one else was doing. And I think it was one of the few avenues that could honestly explore issues without having to worry about ratings or sports sponsorships or relationships. Right. He said I've been on the other side of that coin. He said I've worked for networks who were who were what they uh, they would now call now the broadcast partner of a sports entity. And you'd only be a fool to think that you can follow any story wherever it wants if it collides with that relationship. He said, life doesn't work that way. When athletes agreed to appear on Real Sports, they knew that they were agreeing to a challenging interview, much like 60 Minutes. Guests knew that what they were signing up for, which is what I love about that show. I yeah. mean, it's journalism. Yeah, you know? I yeah. Mean, it's, which it's is not, uh, scarce. It's not just the game. And um, and so it's, it's going to be sadly missed. I hope they can find a way, you know, some other group can uh, can create a show like that. It's can, really well done. Can the Fraggles take over it? It could possibly, yeah. <sighs> maybe. Right. But like, who's going to lead? Right? Is it going to be? Is it going to be Gobo? Is it going to be Boober? <laughs> I don't think <laughs> I so. Think Boober. Boober. Yeah. All right. We go now to Boober. <laughs> <laughs> All right. With some development in that Holly Hunter story. <laughs> All right. Uh, then uh, we have the clip now. Oh, yeah. Of uh, John of the Majors. There we go. I wanted to hear this. So he was on the phone with her uh, saying what a great man he is. Explain, how, yes. How it's important for her to support such a great man. To be like, uh, uh, I believe. MLK's wife. Right. And, and other notables. All right, here we go. Then how dare you come home drunk and disturb the peace of our house when we have a plan? I'm I would so like sorry. To to, I would like to get to the point where your friends know what job I'm on. And go, I think Grace is going to be out of commission. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I won't. So, like, I'm, I... No, no, do you understand that? Because cause that team, that unit, right, Grace has to be in a certain mindset. To support Coretta Scott King. Do you know who that is? That's Martin Luther King's wife. Michelle Obama. Barack Obama's wife. I know, I'm not, I, I, I shouldn't have gone out. I'm no, no, sorry. Let me, just, let me just lay it out for you. Right? If I am... I'm just gonna say this. My temper, my sh, my trauma, blah, all that, all that said, right? And I'm gonna say, I'm a great man. A great man. Wow. I am doing great things, not just for me, but for my for my culture and for the world. That is actually the position I'm in. That's real. I'm not being a dick about it. I didn't ask for it. I've worked in that situation. The woman that supports me 
that I support, that that needs to be a great woman and make sacrifices the way that man is making for her and for them, ultimately. Last night, two nights ago, you did not do that. You Sorry. did not do that. I'm pissed. I can't take it. I, like, I know. I, just I, know. Wanna... I, I hear it differently than you guys. Oh I completely gosh, hear it differently. Like, listen, is it is it a bad thing to think highly of yourself? I, yeah. I, I just... When you're an ass? I, I, yeah. No, no, Kath. Did you see the footage? Uh, I just watched it. He ran away from her for five blocks. She chased him for five blocks. She was assaulting him in the car. He pushes her into the car, which is why he was a uh, uh, um, not indicted, uh, convicted, convicted because he pushed her back in the car, and then he runs away from her because she was assaulting him. And now, like his career is over. I, I mean, listen. I was not in the uh, in the courtroom at all, mm-hmm. and I'm not supporting mm-hmm. domestic violence. But I, like, this is, and then I hear that. I I don't know. Oh my god. I, I, I don't know. You, you, I, you, I feel to like me that sounds like someone who's very, very, very high on themselves and very inclined to be abusive. Mm. That's what I hear. Okay. I, I, I hear something uh, a little bit I different. I am a great man. You need to understand. Now. <laughs> yeah, it's cringeworthy. By the way, there's a case to be made that on her end, she was doing, as we call the Mel Gibson sort yes. of. That sort of thing. But, still doesn't mean, well, you wouldn't say, well, then, you know, the dynamic with Mel was bad as well. Right. And the dynamic with him is bad. But again, like the verbiage, like when you read that he was convicted of, he was convicted of the least... Charge? No, uh, no, I, I have to disagree with I, that. I know the least was, charge. He was he was convicted of of what is it? Thir- uh, third degree assault. Uh, assault. assault. Yeah. yeah, which it, is him pushing her back in the car because there she's was more than that. There were there, yeah. there were more injuries than that though. Yeah. She didn't just simply have I was pushed. She had a laceration on behind her ear. Uh, she had other stuff that led to that. That was some sort of physical interaction. So uh, whatever it was, you wouldn't say. Uh, don't go to the hospital with those pushing injuries. You know, there was a lot more that was involved. Uh, I don't know the specifics on the on the timeline, but apparently there was enough when he had that one encounter with her. He said, if you go to the hospital with these injuries, it's going to impact my... It's going to look bad, right? Yeah. Not not like it, it is bad, but like if you go... I, I don't know. I Maybe okay. I should just shut the F up. <laughs> maybe no, no, I no. should just shut the F Listen, up. <laughs> I just thought, I can't, I can't believe you don't hear the narcissism in that. No, yeah. I'm not saying he's not narcissistic, but I'm also not saying that he is uh, right or wrong. But that's I, what like, narcissists do. They yeah. make the other person feel like they're always in the wrong and that they're this great person right. and they should be honored to be with them. It, and sounds, I guess it can... sounds to me like everything that he's saying is gaslighting her into um, mm. making her feel like she um, is less than. Is less than, yeah. And, mm. and you know, he, he's goading her into, um, well. Or he's saying, don't. Like I'm trying to do great. Bitch, things. I'm Kang. I'm trying to do great things here. And I'm, I'm trying. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. No, this no. is this is weird. It's tough. He sounded like pretty controlling. <laughs> do, do you now rest your case? No, I do okay. not rest my case. He said it's it's tough. <laughs> Thank you, Your Honor. I ask the jury to consider what I've said here. And the jury has, and yeah. he's been convicted. Yes. And, yeah, and exactly. if you believe in our system, then that's a deal. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. You know, yeah. so tis what it is. And if you believe in peanut butter. Clap your hands. Yeah. yeah. And if you believe in life after love. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Do you believe in Kang after love? All right. Uh, I, yeah. Uh, it's, uh, it's, okay. Let's. Uh, let's. No, I'm just saying. It's like we, we've got like 30 oh, seconds man. of. of uh, 
you know, and and we've all <laughs> we've all formed our. our you know me. I don't jump to conclusions. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. I, but I, I hear this, and I'm like. Eh. Yeah, I guess you're right. You can't help but form an opinion. You formed an opinion. We formed. We all an formed opinion, an opinion. So. Yeah, all got chill informed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and Wu Tang is for the chat. Absolutely. Let us not forget that. Uh, all right, I'll end with this before we get to the clips. Netflix is looking to expand the universe of its hit series Wednesday with a spinoff about Uncle Fester ah. in development. Now, this is just rumor. Um, there's been some chit-chat amongst uh, some of the higher-ups, apparently. Uh, talks about the potential spinoff, which was first reported by Bloomberg. Comes the show is preparing for production on the highly anticipated second season, which will begin in spring of 2024. So- uh, the uh, article emphasized that a potential series is not set in stone. Writers would need to outline the story, and the streamer would need to negotiate contracts with talent and align schedules. It's played by Fred Armisen. Fred Armisen, I'd rather schedule. Ha- to be honest, I'd rather have him be part of the Wednesday story. I don't. Mm-hmm. I think Wednesday is has more potential for stepping off than um, Uncle Fester is very one notish, right? You know. Yeah, they'd have to they'd have to get a second season in of Wednesday and right. have something happen for it to warrant that, and I think. I don't want the writing talent split up. Yeah. Uh, they added that uh, Netflix is eager to establish a pipeline of Adam's family-themed programs to build off the success of oh. Wednesday. But here you go. He was kind of, uh, he was in and out on that uh, series. I think he was in like two episodes. And he was quirky and he was great. Yeah. He was yeah. wonderful. Uh, yeah. You know you know how he is one of the big stars of the thing? Uh, thing is amazing in uh, Wednesday. You know, the the, the hand is, uh, is oh, yeah. tremendous. Yeah, yeah, thing was awesome. All right, we are going to hit the clips now. Here we go. Today alone, three of Lacey Chabert's movies are scheduled to air on the Hallmark. Yeah! In this clip, the queen of holiday films talks about her love of the genre. I think what I'm most proud of for all the films I've done with Hallmark is you know you're going to be left with a a good feeling. You know it's going to be uplifting. And I always try to create characters that the audience can see parts of themselves in so that they can relate to the journey because we've all been there. And that's the feeling I want to give people when they watch my movies. Oh, yeah. It's going to be my regular Saturday night thing, baby. She's adorable. Oh, yeah. yeah. But my question is, is she talks about creating these different characters. I mean, they're the exact same. They're the same character, and that's what that's, that's okay. <laughs> Every character is the exact. There same. might be a different background, a different scenario. I'll, I'll tell you what I love it's about the same gal. Every she time. does wounded a little bit better than the other ones. Okay, she does wounded a bit better. Okay, um, she does. Um, uh, you know, she got the lisp. She's got. Yeah. She's not drop dead impossible gorgeous. She's cute. Cute, really cute, and that's what works. For and me. the other one that I kind of like that is in that way, in in that vein as well, yeah, yeah. is uh, Jody Sweeten. Jody Sweeten as She's well. She's cute, cute, right? She's yeah. attractive, and, right. but more cute than you know. Like uh, they had uh, Brooke Burke on there one time. Yes, just too much, too good looking, too much for that. Yeah, there's no I just, way. I don't believe she's giving it up to live in in a you know in a in a shack in the yeah. middle of the the Christmas tree uh, business. Yeah, Christmas waltz. A Merry Scottish Scottish Christmas and a Royal Christmas air today (laughs) on the Hallmark Channel. Did you see Christmas Waltz? Uh, yes, if that's the one where she is. How the, do you even know the not titles the of these of things? Yeah. yeah, I think that's the one where she is a dancer. Okay. Yeah, and and uh, but she she um, the it's the hot dance instructor. Okay. 
I don't know, Steve. That's a deadly tango. <laughs> oh, is that a deadly tango? <laughs> yes. Wait. Well, I don't know. That's the dancing detective, a deadly tango? No, you know, Steve could be just as right. I don't know. Who cares? Okay. It's the same movie. Yeah, it's the same damn movie. They just over. change the letters on the sign. <laughs> they get up on the ladder. Let's not split yeah. hairs over relationship hairs. Yeah. Christmas movies and Wait, the plot details. Here's something in her credits. Nick pulled up her IMDb. Walmart Black Friday deals. Jingle Bell Rocket. Oh, that's the... Oh, that's the commercial. Yes, girls. the Mean Girls oh, commercial. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They put commercials in IMDb now? Do you remember in, in Not Another Teen movie, she was the, the Jennifer Love Hewitt object of everyone's desire, and, and her, her skill was, she apparently was, uh, she gave handies readily. That was, yeah. I don't remember that. Another teen movie. Uh, okay. Not another teen movie. All right, let's do the next clip. In the latest Aquaman movie, the King of Atlantis seeks out an unlikely ally to keep him from the total devastation that Black Manta threatens on his kingdom. And here, Jason Momoa talks about teaming up with your enemies on and off screen for the greater good. You don't want to preach, but at the same time, you want to really just go, like, it's not some outside force. It's like, if we want the ice caps, what's it going to do to our planet? So being able to put that in the movies, it's kind of neat because we're not going to be able to fight and fight about our differences if we don't have planet. So it's like, if you like fighting and you like doing all that we're going to have to like put that aside for a second just so we can go like recognize that we're all bleeding the same blood. Shut the f*** up! Aquaman and Lost Kingdom will hit theaters on Friday, by the way. I'm curious about this because you are not seeing a lot of commercials. Right. And this is a big budget movie. Yeah. James Wan, who directed the billion dollar plus first one, is the director. I don't know what they're doing here at this, you know? You know what's bizarre, man? It's it's kind of like with uh, Ant-Man, Quantumania. There were, there were too much in the quantum realm. This is too much underwater. Yeah. Is that an sound weird? I know it's Aquaman. No, 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 no. I, I agree. After a while, your eyes just roll white because you're like, what am I seeing here? Yeah. So, so um, Quantumania was just one for me where I'm like, oh, you got to stop this with the, you know, that volume, that special effects wall that they have. Well, and it was just too much. Yeah. So, um, I don't know. I'm right, watching I, the I, trailer I, now. There's a lot of stuff actually here yeah. that I didn't see where they're uh, not underwater. So, But I'm going to see uh, it. I'm a big fan. I mean, enjoyed the first one. All right, that's the entertainment report for this morning. We have a lot to get to. Uh, today's Tuesday. Secret, uh, I'm sorry, uh, Tattoo's Day. So we have a chance to win a Preston Steve Show theme tattoo. Text the word tattoo two three nine three three three. You'll be in the running for a $350 gift certificate for Floating World Tattoo and Piercing. You can find them at 729 South Street in Philadelphia. So you might want to do that now, but I'm going to do this now. Yes, we have two of them left. Let's give away a Christmas Miracle Pass. It's a Christmas Miracle! Yeah! Yeah! Take caller number 22 at 215-263-WMMR. By this time tomorrow, you'll be sitting in the legendary Colonial Theater in Phoenixville with us. Yes. And we'll already be underway getting some great prizes out to um, our biggest fans. And we are stoked to do this one. It's our year-end celebration. And Phoenixville First is sponsoring it, as well as Miller Lite. So don't forget your ugly sweater. We have beer for a year from Miller Lite. And loads and loads of great prizes. In fact, uh, we'll take call number 22, like I said, 215-263-WMMR. But just to mention, we've got stuff like... um, Live Nation 2024 Summer Concert Lawn Passes. Wow. For the Freedom Mortgage Pavilion. That's the whole thing. We have a 10-person party at Bates Escape Rooms and Laser Tag. 
Uh, we've got stuff from Squeeze.com, from Joseph Anthony Retreat and Spa. We have uh, floats and sauna sessions from Halcyon Floats, the uh, Pisic Round Barbecue Fire Kits from Landis Block, your supply of chocolate from Asher's Chocolates. Uh, we have uh, it's loads of stuns. It goes on and on and on. So you'll be in the running for it. Give us a call right now. Let's put you on that list. And we will see you tomorrow. We're going to take a break and be back in just a moment. Don't forget, Zack Snyder joining us on the program around 9 o'clock. We'll be right back. Join Casey Boys from the Preston and Steve Show Thursday from 7 to 9 at the Dutch Tavern, 1264 Bridge Road in Skipack for the Bud Light Thursday Night Kickoff. Enter for a chance to win a pair of Eagles Giants tickets courtesy of Bud Light and enjoy 350 Bud Light Aluminum. Kathy mentioned a little bit of the flooding on, on Kelly Drive. Uh, those of you who drive by the Schuylkill River, did you notice how full that was yesterday? I, yeah. I can't remember ever seeing it higher. I, that's what I was thinking, too. And I yeah. know there have been worse floods right. around, but it looked dangerously high to me yesterday. There were stretches, Preston, where you're kind of low on Schuylkill Expressway, uh-huh. right near where the river is. And I just, I it was so high and so close to the level of the road. And there's, um, I don't know what they're doing across from um, from the Schuylkill River there. Like, it's sort of in between Conchi, I'm obviously, uh, Maniunk and like um, uh, Mequon or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, it. it I don't know how anything could ever be built there because the, the river was so high in that stretch. Yeah. You're just begging to have your place flooded out if you're yeah. at that level. Well, it's like all those new um, apartment yes. complexes along, I mean, from Maniunk all the way through in Conshohocken and Bridgeport, like, they're right on the river. Yeah, I was looking at uh, some of the Zillow. That it's called a Flood City. Is okay. The flood yeah. City. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Now, a lot of those places are up on stilts. Yeah, you know, they're, well, they're yeah, built up. Yes, of course. So one's on a unicycle. But oh, still, you yeah. remember when when Conchi flooded a couple of... Um, uh, was it Memorial Day or Labor Day? Labor Days ago. Um, I mean, their people's cars were like floating away. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I clearly remember. It looked pretty freaky driving out yesterday. So, um, but no rain in the forecast up into the weekend. So we're good. I haven't looked at. Uh, I haven't looked at. Uh, we were. Uh, I guess Christmas Day going to be a tad bit mild, right? Yeah, about f- fifty degrees. That's 40 nice. 50 degrees. Yeah. Yeah. Everything's. Uh, well, from what I understand, calm for the next couple right. of days. Very so good. We're good. Um, I saw a couple of. Uh, uh, compiled stat lists uh, to pass along to you. The year end, they always uh, float out these, you know, here's how things have been over the past year compared to the last two or three years, you know, at this point in time. So I thought I would pass along some good news. Yeah. It's nice to hear good news. Sure. Apparently, uh, crime in the United States has declined significantly over the last year, according to new FBI data, which contradicts widespread national perception that law-breaking and violence are on the rise. Huh. That's good news. Yeah. yeah. And they 
the the article goes on to say that a lot of our perception has to do with the news and social media and mm-hmm. what we're seeing regularly and if it bleeds it leads sure that type of thing and apparently it's not statistically that way we're just What's the breakdown? seeing it that way so uh 77% of Americans believe crime rates are worsening but they are mistaken according to this stat uh st- the uh statistics the FBI which compares crime rates crime rates in the third quarter of 2023 the same period last year found that violent crime dropped 8%, while property crime fell 6.3% to what would be its lowest level since 1961. That's according to criminologist Jeff Asher, who analyzed the FBI numbers. Murder apparently plummeted in the United States this year at one of the fastest rates of decline ever recorded, uh, they found. And every category of major crime except auto theft declined. Apparently mm-hmm. that went up a little bit. Yep, yep. Because we did see, like, those Kias and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that went up. But we all perceive that crime is up. They broke it down by uh, politics. 92% of Republicans, 78% of Independents, and 58% of Democrats believe that crime is rising. So what about and, break in, breakdown between, say, rural areas and urban areas and cities? I I don't see that in this particular okay. study. Uh, but uh, the analysis says it's an overwhelming number of news media stories and viral videos that are kind of flooding uh, our world. The most recent annual report released in October covered 94% of the country and found that violent crime in 2022 fell back to pre-pandemic levels with murder dropping 6.1%. Uh, Asher maintains a separate database of murder in big cities, which found that murder is down 12 0.7% this year after rising during the pandemic. And other analysts say that the natural tendency of the news media to highlight disturbing crime stories and the tendency of those stories to go viral on social media present false but persuasive uh, a persuasive picture. <laughs> and like, you know, the uh, the ransacking of the, the, the retail theft and all that stuff. Yeah, that is going all on. Those are happening. Yeah. You would think it's happening every day by what we're seeing, and it's rarer than you might think. Interesting. Yeah. So I thought that was good news. I, yeah. I agree with you. You know, I mean, it's um, it's nice to hear that maybe things aren't quite as horrible as we are seeing in our day-to-day exposure to images and video and all that stuff. So that's good news. Yeah. I'm the good news that. guy. Yeah. yeah. Fewer teens are having sex. That's bad news. Is that bad news? <laughs> no. That's actually, actually, I saw a study that's probably germane to this, Preston, that <laughs> the days of the sort of American Pie um, mm-hmm. movie kind of mindset has diminished greatly. Yeah. Uh, do you know what I'm saying? Uh, they're saying that, 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 that it's still there. Right, right, but it's, right. it's not... Um, Job one. Wait, yeah. And ah, also, the, put it. Yeah. the humor there is a little, little dicey, I guess. You know, like, oh, should I be laughing at this? Is, yeah. You know, but um, I, I was actually having this thought yesterday. I was thinking about uh, high school sweethearts, and you know, essentially what you're you've told your kids is like, uh, we started banging in high school. You know, yeah, like yeah. I mean, essentially, that's kind of like what the. What the message out there, the underlying When you sat down with your kids, they said, we started banging in high school. I did not because my wife and I are not high school sweethearts. I'll I'll, I'll convey a story. We had Curtis Armstrong yesterday. I got done reading his his, uh, memoir. He was talking about on the set of uh, Revenge of the Nerds. Two, yeah, yeah, nerds in paradise, right? So the guy who played Wormser, the young kid, the young yeah, nerd, yeah, yeah. 
By the time they did Nerds 2, he was 15 years old. And apparently a couple of cast members found out he was a virgin, and they wanted to help him along the way. No. Oh, man. So they introduced yeah. him to a uh, a young woman uh, who was older, was, was definitely an adult, uh, to show him the ways. And in that time, time yes, was not really considered, you know, like a uh, an illegal act, even though by definition oh, it yeah. is. But it was accepted, and I'm like, that would not wash now. No way, no way. Judge things in their own old. time. Yeah. There were, there were no. a ton, a ton of teen sex comedies that sure. involved that exact scenario. Totally, ton of them. Major yeah. movie, major movie company releases. A lot of and and, and even like. Um, you know, older relatives, it was almost their job to try to help out the young man, you know, 15, 16, 17 years old. That to, was it. To become a man. Yes. And that, was the, that would be major plot point in a movie. show them the way. Absolutely. Yeah. But apparently the, the sex rate is dropping amongst uh, uh, boys, uh, though young adults are increasingly using contraception, according to the federal report, which was released just last week. So, are they using it for sexual purposes or just because it feels good? I, I don't really I know. I just have a rubber on it. It feels good. <laughs> oh my God. This feels <laughs> yeah. so it feels good. snug. Uh, you know? Yeah. Form fitting. Absolutely. Ribbed for someone's pleasure. All right. So, 38.7% of boys and 40.5% of girls between 15 and 19 had engaged in heterosexual sex before marriage. So, that's 15 to 19 years of age. 38% of boys and 40% of girls did do it. Hmm. So, that's, uh, that's still pretty. Fair amount. Uh, the, I don't know how to judge things these days. Yeah, uh, the percentage of sexual. How many? How many of those kids were having sex and looting a CVS at the same time? <laughs> the percentage of sexually active boys have dropped since 2015, when 44 percent. So it's 38 percent now. 44 percent said they had had sex. Let Researchers me. said now girls' sexual activity is more consistent over time, uh, though the overall numbers dropped in 2019 in t- 2002. 45% of girls reported they had had sex. Could it be possible that the sex has dropped because all of the contraception is now locked behind cats <laughs> in the pharmacy? I wonder if, like, the COVID stuff has had anything to do with it. Um, you know, it was kind of scaring people away just a tad. No, it was less that than, in this article that I read, Case, than yeah. just the... The amount of time spent sort of in isolation and not socializing stalled the sort of benchmarks you would go through in school. Like, you know, you know, Preston used to be, did did you, you know, did you get to first base? Did you get, those things were sort of there. I feel like we're going to see a resurge, uh, you know, so maybe the numbers are down right now. But like, give it like five or ten years and it's going to be back to where it was. What were they predicting? The horny, uh, the the, the post-explosion from baby boom? Yeah, Yeah, yeah. So we'll see. Hey, um, Press, are you the only one in this room that lost their virginity in high school? Oh, I didn't. Oh, you weren't in high school. No, either? I was. I was eighteen. I graduated. Okay, uh, and it was that summer of graduate. Yeah, I know. Marissa's looking at me like you. Yeah, man. I was. Uh, and it, and took, it was the eighties. It took a while. <laughs> oh, I wanted to. Yeah. Oh my god, yeah. did I want to? Uh, uh, I, I, there were there was a, a time or two I chickened out. Oh, really? Yeah, okay. yeah. I had the opportunity, and I was like, mm, uh, for whatever reason, because you haven't done it yet. Oh, I was high school, and it was a it was a, it was a symphony of. 
well, desperate, screwed up, yeah. unpleasant. Like, I'm like, what am I doing? Am I doing this right? It was, so you it, did lose it in Yes, but it was nerve-wracking. Okay. Bizarrely, yeah. you know what? I had a... And, and, and I, I don't savor the memory. I had a fear of... I didn't want to give in and just do it with somebody to do it because I had a fear of that person would now all of a sudden want to be in a committed relationship with me when I really didn't have those feelings for them. You know what I mean? I thought I was. Oh, really? I thought I was. You were being used? I don't know. You look at this man meat. Who doesn't watch this? (laughs) Especially at that age. Boy, was I a catch. But I, I didn't want, like, you know, out of uh, Wedding Crashers, I didn't want stage five clinger. Yeah. Yeah. and, and, and And it was... So I so I held off. And I think. Listen again. You you, you uh, we've said many times, and the, it's our job to di- to dispense wisdom that you, if you're a younger person, are supposed to summarily ignore. So, but yeah, if you, if you can be with that right person, it's a wonderful yeah. thing. I mean, I don't so, I don't I don't live in mortal regret of of that, but I I probably you know could have waited. All right. Uh, here are the top reasons teenagers provided why they have uh, not had sex. Hmm? In case you were curious, among girls, thirty-two point five percent said it was against religion or morals. Okay, twenty-five percent said that they hadn't found the right person yet. Can I guess the last percentage? Yes, YouTube. No, fifteen point nine percent said they didn't want to get pregnant. Oh, okay. okay. There was a joke on SNL that there's just a nationwide shortage of skanks. It's <laughs> <laughs> a Michael Che joke. Skank is a great word. Yeah, yeah. It's a great word. What is the male equivalent of a skank? Oh. A skank? Is, or is, the, is it, does it go across? That's a good question. Dirt bag? Dirt bag. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, among boys, their reason for not having had sex. 35.3% said they hadn't found the right person yet, so that's number one for them. Not the more morals and religion. Uh, 26.2% said uh, sex was against their religion or morals. And 11% said that they did not want to get a female pregnant. And what percentage said repeat the question? Uh, they didn't indicate that in this. Teenagers were least likely to choose from their reasons for not having sex. Don't want to get a sexually transmitted disease. Mm, kind of so into that. So that didn't care. Yeah. Right. I'd like to take Gunnery out for a spin. Yeah, well, man, I syphilis love sounds yeah, fun. Yeah, it sounds good. You guys yeah, know you've Dad, seen can the, I talk to you for a minute? <laughs> You've seen the gonorrhea billboard right by the the stadiums on ninety five. No. Oh, yeah, yeah. what does it say? It's, I hate gonorrhea. No, 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 no. It's a it's an iceberg, and uh, it says like gonorrhea is just like the tip of the iceberg. So there's a whole bunch of uh, I guess other stuff that's uh, really I've not seen surface. this case. Yeah. Where, where is it? It's right by the. Uh, it's on ninety five, right huh. by the uh, the Lincoln Financial Field. I wonder how many people think that's a movie. Gonorrhea. What's that opening? Yeah. All right, hang on. I want to go to uh, Laura. Works at a high school. Hey, Laura. Good morning. Good morning. Sorry hey. to bother you at work. Nah, what's up, Laura? <laughs> so I, 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 I sound like an old lady saying this, but I really think the cell phone usage and the social media and all of that stuff is like keeping kids from actually being together, especially L- like boys and girls in high school. Laura, that's um, that's what this this article said. That that you, you brought up one of the main points. And again, it's an article. You, you know, it's the information I just was reading. But they said exactly what you just said. It is the they the, are so separated the boys and the girls and they are so shy to actually interact with each other in person um it's crazy it's you know i feel like when when i was in middle school and high school you really had no choice but now they also like have access to adult websites in their pocket yeah 
Yeah, that's and an outlet. They also have like these standards of what they, you know, I hear all in the hallway all the time, like how ugly girls are or like she's not a 10 or things like that because they have so, you know, skewed. skewed yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, reality. we've also been doing that for ever and ever. Yeah. Yeah, no, I know what you're saying. We didn't need the internet to judge people. However, it's hard to com- it is yeah. different. Yeah. It's hard to compare now and then. You know what I mean? Yeah. Clearly, yeah. because we have uh, we we have experience now. I understand. You, you know, know the more the things change, more they are the same. But this is yeah. this yeah. is a different this is a different um, dynamic. Yeah. yeah. Nope, we're losing you, Laura. All right. And a lot of people have boyfriend and girlfriends that they haven't even met because they have boyfriends and girlfriends online. Yeah. No, that can happen for sure. And they're being catfished. Yeah. <laughs> All right, thank you, Laura. Yeah. Appreciate it. It was pretty funny. Uh, my uh, my youngest went to a, uh, a dance on Friday night, and so we went to this house for pictures. And, man, there were a lot of people there, right? It was, I would say, 15 to 20 boys and their dates. And, like... All the boys were on one side of the house, and all the girls were on another side of the house. And, you know, so even though they were there and supposed to be there with their dates, and you know, uh, introducing people to it, they weren't doing that. Did like, you start a dance off? I did not start a dance off. <laughs> I ended up running into an old friend, and I talked to that person for a while instead. This is what age? This is a uh, freshman year. It's yeah. like that scene in West Side Story, you know, with John Astin. He said, you know, he tries to get the, everyone dancing. You know, the uh, the uh, Hispanic uh, students and the yeah. you know, yeah. and, and the, the Jets and the Sharks and trying to get them to break barriers and and it doesn't work. I'm trying to remember how you know mingling happened at that age, uh, freshman year, whether or not we were all separated like that. But it's or also not. weird because these this was an all boys school and. Um, and so, like, they, yeah. and, and the girls that were there were, went to a whole bunch of different schools. So it wasn't like, so they were all old friends, you know? Like first time meeting, essentially? A lot of, a lot of them, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. I well, mean, so my daughter was there, and when we were going into the house, she knew her date. Yeah. Uh, and she knew one other girl, and that was it. Yeah. And, and like, the other 40 mm. people that were there, like, she didn't know who they were. See, when I was a kid, it's all, and I, or I go to dances, all the people I worked with, it's a sweatshop. Right. So I knew everybody. You knew each other. Yeah. All right. all right. Well, anyhow, teenagers are having less sex. And then one last uh, list that I saw, which was interesting. So we already know that uh, we as a species are getting heavier, but did you know we're also getting shorter? Yes. Uh, National Health Interview Survey from the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention uh, split the rankings by gender. Among women, uh, the tallest are public officials, a category that includes top executives as well as legislators, and a board category, a broad category that includes writers, artists, entertainers, and athletes. Among men, the tallest are, again, public officials who share that distinction with sales representatives. So people who are, are, are larger in stature are either politicians or salespeople? Um, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Because we, we choose them. Yes. Yeah. Oh. And that's part of why. And, and we see them, we still see them as authoritative. Uh, Who's the shortest president? Uh, that was, Madison. hang on a second here. I have that information here. James Madison, right? Uh, yeah, I believe you're right, Nick. Right, uh, was he did seven? you just know that? Yeah. Or no, I'm sorry. Well, it says here, um, we last picked a president of below average height. This is not the shortest. Okay. But the last time we picked a, a president of below average height uh, for his era, William McKinley. Hi. In 1896. <laughs> and how tall was he? Uh, I don't know. He was 3'8". <laughs> it was funny because I actually asked this question in uh, uh, Quizzo a couple of months ago at my my kid's school. And I had to uh, I had to be very, very specific that uh, uh, standing because people were like, well, FDR is technically the shortest because he's always... <laughs> In a wheelchair. Yeah. yeah, that's really not how you 
reason those things. So they're saying the reason that public officials and sales representatives are chosen is uh, essentially it's bias. Uh, the most diminutive, uh, diminutive uh, occupations hold another clue. The shortest men work on for- farms, while the shortest women clean. Huh. Both professions hire the highest share of immigrant workers for their respective genders, and Americans who were born outside of the country tend to be shorter than folks who were born here. It's one of the biggest height gaps that was uh, seen in this particular uh, study. So uh, I'm just throwing this out there as a general question. What country yields the tallest people? Mm, that I don't know, Steve. Um, I would gather... Tall like Scandinavians are tall. And, yeah, know, Scandinavians. So. And, yeah. Um, so this says, as we hit our 50s, both men and women start getting shorter. And the share of American workers 55 or older has uh, nigh on doubled since 1994. Uh, like, uh, yeah, you, you, it does happen. I was walking under my cat the other day, and I said, man, <laughs> I have gotten short. So these are the ones that are, I guess, that are... Uh, Revealing their information, yeah, with, yeah, through jobs, and that's why they—that's where they got all this info from. Dutch people are the world's tallest. Okay, Dutch. There you go. Does those clogs, those area. wooden clogs? Yeah, must be at yeah, ten they, inches. They take those into consideration. They do. All right. Yeah, the Netherlands, five feet. The average is five feet. That's five the average seven. penis. Mm-hmm. The average height is five seven. Wow. Almost five eight. Yeah, five point. Oh 7. yeah, yeah, five point seven nine. So about five eight. The tallest president was uh, Abe Lincoln. He was six four. Wow. And, was tall. and yeah. at that time, he was probably like a giant. Yeah. And Biden is six feet. I didn't He's a six-footer. Dude, I, Trump is 6'2". I didn't two. think he, yeah. he was that tall. He didn't seem that tall. Yeah, you know what? Nick has, has pulled up the list of, of the presidents. The majority of them seem to be over six feet tall. Which, uh, what or about at least 5'11". <clears throat> President Dikembe. How tall uh, is he? <laughs> <laughs> President Mutombo? I don't really know. <laughs> All right, anyhow, just some uh, interesting, interesting stats, and here's what I would like to do. I would like to give to you a $25 gift card from Wawa for Mini Melts. Yeah! Mini Melts ice cream. We'll take caller number 10 at 215-263-WMMR. They are the official ice cream of the Preston and Steve Show. Do you know that? Yeah, oh, damn well no. Uh, literally the coolest premium ice cream, flash frozen at negative 190 degrees Celsius. And you can head to uh, the WMMR.com contest page for a $1 off coupon. And while you're there, you can enter to win Mini Melts ice cream for a year as well, which is a pretty sweet deal. But we'll take that 10th caller, give you a $25 gift card to Wawa where you can go and get your Mini Melts ice cream. We're going to take a break. We'll be right back. Stay with this Bizarre File coming up. It's a scientific fact. People like free shit. And at WMMR.com, you can find out how to score yourself some of that, like concert tickets, autographed gear, and even cash. Become an MMR VIP to get extra chances to enter online at WMMR.com. Preston and Steve. Their name is their address. On, on the web. PrestonandSteve.com. Football's back, and this Eagle season, there are huge prizes to be won at Acme. Enter Acme Swoopin' and Win Sweepstakes, and you could win up to $10,000 cash or 2024 Eagle season tickets. And all you have to do is shop the participating items throughout the store and enter your codes from your receipt at Acme Swoopin' and Win Game.com. Acme makes sure Eagles fans have all their game day needs to tailgate or host like a pro. Stop in to discover why football is better at Acme, the official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles. 
Winter may seem like a strange time to replace the windows in your home, but with Window Nation, it's the perfect time. Right now, Window Nation is offering you 50% off all window styles. Plus, you can get 0% interest for five years. So get rid of those cold, drafty windows that are costing you more to heat your home. With savings this big, it's time to give Window Nation a look. It's easy. Simply call 866-90NATION or visit windownation.com to get started. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. There's a text that says, you putting me on. I love that, I love that line, too. And then another one writes, uh, dude, the, the other guy was good. The eyebrow guy. Yeah. Rovine. Uh, that was Rovine. Yeah. And then Super Dave, I also did it to him as well. That's and, right. And the line that he gave to me was because I asked him about the what happens to the reindeer when they die. And he goes, nobody dies in Christmas. Yeah. And then there's a pause. He goes, we have a funeral. We have a funeral. <laughs> <laughs> and people are requesting the Gary Lauer uh, Hallmark movie. Oh, uh, Christmas at Christmas Cookie Co. Which we have not done yet yes. either. Yes. So I will. We got to. And we only have a couple of days left. We got to start. If we can play some of those today. They were asking, uh, so I, I did an Instagram Live last night, and some people were, were asking about that. And um, the, the, I wish, Case, you were, you, I think some of us were in the studio when that was recorded. We should do a behind the scenes, a making oh, of, God. like, like because it would have been easier to have a and say deliver Gary's lines, mm-hmm. uh, because it was unbelievable. It was. All right, well, maybe we'll get to it. We got to do the Bizarre File, and let's do it now. No. <laughs> Kristen and Steve's Bizarre Brought to you by Horizon Services. Holiday season means plenty of plumbing problems. And Horizon Services is covered with 20% off all plumbing repairs. Plus, Horizon's pros offer peace of mind with same-day plumbing services. Visit horizonservices.com. Out of Texas, a man was detained Saturday night. Police found him in a car with a dead person they believe was a hit-and-run victim that he struck in Dallas earlier in the evening. Police initially responded to a welfare check at a jack-in-the-box parking lot. Uh, they said they got a call about a driver slumped over the stealing, steering wheel of a Kia Forte Jeez. with extensive front-end hood and windshield damage. An officer found the vehicle and noticed a human body in the front passenger seat next to the passed-out driver. I'm okay. As the officer <laughs> shined his flashlight into the vehicle looking for alcoholic beverages that might be in plain view, he noticed what appeared to be a human body in the passenger side of the vehicle. We just want to jack in the box. Medics were called to the scene and confirmed that the person was deceased. After seeing the body, Cook said that the officer of the, uh, had the driver step out of the car for questioning. They identified him as Nestor Flores. Flores said that he thought that he had struck a deer in Dallas and continued to drive uh, to the parking lot about 40 miles away. 40 miles with a dead body in the passenger seat. Uh, based on evidence, officials said they believed that the victim in the passenger seat was a pedestrian who was struck by the vehicle. Oh, man. And police said they believed the impact of the crash was so severe that the pedestrian <clears throat> was thrown inside of the vehicle and came to rest in the passenger seat. Like, I initially thought maybe he went out and picked up the body. That's and threw what him I thought. Go- no. Yeah. He it hit blew so through hard, the went through the windshield <sighs> wow. and into the, dry- the passenger That's seat. Amazing. It's like that scene wow. in uh, Matrix 2 where they're coming to the glass, the ghost creatures. Yes. Uh, police were contacted and uh, police contacted officials in other cities to figure out where the crash happened. They said that uh, there were human remains near the scene of the Dallas crash. So he was so, unless he was, either he's lying, but he was, or maybe he was so out of it that he didn't realize yeah, don't that's know. what happened. Do not know, but I've never heard of anything yeah. like that before. 
Uh, in Miami, a former high school teacher previously accused of signing the name of a student's parent on school documents was sentenced this week. Uh, Andrea Bullmaster, 40 years old, was sentenced to five years of probation, suspended 180-day jail sentence, and she was also ordered to surrender her teaching license to the state. Bullmaster, who had been employed with the district for seven months, allegedly exchanged thousands of messages with a student and even forged his mother's signature on documents. It's the student's job to forge their parents' signatures. Yes, it is. Yes, you are correct. Uh, an incident report stated the woman wanted, that a woman wanted to make a telephone uh, said wanted to make a telephone harassment complaint. She told deputies a teacher from her son's school was communicating inappropriately with her son, who was a freshman at the time. The mother told deputies she became aware of the situation when her son came home with gifts from Bullmaster. Mm. She later found messages between her son and teacher. The report noted that while the messages were not criminal in nature, it was apparent that there was an emotional and flirtatious facet to their communication. That's disturbing. Listen to this, though. Data was then collected from uh, both Bullmaster's and the students' phones, and thousands of messages were found between the two through text and social media messages were sent on a daily basis before, during, and after school hours. And at some point, Bullmaster asked his student if his mom would be cool with her signing his mom's name on a form to get his schedule changed to where he would be spending multiple class periods with her. Whoa! Uh, she submitted her resignation to the school I'll district's just be going. board of education. Yep. Mm-hmm. A Washington state man in jail awaiting trial in one murder case has been charged with three more killings. And prosecutors say that he lured all four victims by asking them to help him dig up buried gold. Richard Bradley Jr. was charged in May 2021 with first-degree murder and the death of 44-year-old Brandy Blake, whose body was found buried in a sprawling park in the town of Auburn, Washington. In the last two weeks, prosecutors have uh, filed three more murder charges against this guy in the shooting deaths of a father and son in May 2021 and in the 2019 death of the man whose remains were found near Blake's grave. And each time he would say, "I'm, uh, can you help me dig up buried... Believe it or not. Was he presenting himself as a leprechaun? Prosecutors were in court, wrote in court documents that Bradley is accused of using the same scheme in each of the deaths, allegedly telling the victims they needed their help digging up a stash of stolen gold, taking them to a wooded area, and then killing them before stealing whatever they had. Man. Um, Emilio Marturin was 36 when he was last seen alive in July 2019. His girlfriend reported him missing after two weeks. She told Texas she overheard Bradley telling uh, Marturin that he needed help digging up some buried gold. Initially, the guy was skeptical, uh, but allegedly went along anyway, and uh, they uh, he, he apparently this guy had a habit of taking large amounts of money with him whenever he left the house, and he had roughly $15,000 wow. in cash with him when he left that day, so the dude stole that from him. And then this happened to these other people as well. I, and for some reason, they believed that right. they were going to go dig up gold. I don't know how he convinced them to it. It, it seems like an obvious. But that's what they're saying. Yeah, it's pretty wild. All right, a Japanese man, last story here, uh, used uses such a large amount of insecticide that he actually caused an explosion in his house. Wow. Uh, the 54-year-old uh, Kumamoto resident <laughs> attempted to kill a cockroach. Oh, my God. On December 10th, late at night, using a flammable spray, and the apartment shortly blew up. Oh, man. The fire was large enough to blow out a balcony window. Killed that cockroach. The National Consumer Affairs Center of Japan has received similar reports when insecticides (laughs) are sprayed near outlets. Uh, It's unclear if the cockroach was killed in the explosion 
or if... Uh, yeah, I'm if, doing fine, bro. Or if it survived to cause more chaos. So, all right, and there you go. Hanging hey, around for Necrophilia Friday. That's what I have in the bizarre file for you. All right, what am I giving away, dude? Uh, it's your call. Oh, I thought uh, you were handing me something. No, all right, let's do uh, Mini Melts. I have a $25 gift card for Wawa. Mini Melts ice cream. Hey, you can buy this at Wawa. It's a perfect on-the-go grab. They have a mini spoon right inside of the cup, all right? And it's available at Wawa's right all across the Delaware Valley. Uh, but don't go looking for mini melts with all the other ice cream. You can find mini melts in their signature mini melts ice cream standalone freezer at Wawa. It's our official ice cream. And because it's colder than the other ice creams, that's why it is kept there. Uh, you can, by the way, visit WMMR.com slash contest for a $1 off coupon and Wawa. While you're there, enter to win Mini Melts ice cream for a year. Did I give a number caller yet? No. Caller 15 at 215-263-WMMR. You get the $25 gift card. We're going to do more invites. We have one left for uh, Christmas Miracle. That's coming up in a bit. And some other things that we may have the chance to win as well. We'll be back. And don't forget, Zach Snyder joining us in less than an hour. We'll be right back. If you think Jackie Bam Bam is colorful on the radio, just wait till you see him in this year's Mummers Parade. MMR's beloved nighttime host once again struts his stuff down Broad Street in Philly's New Year's Day tradition. So if you're heading downtown, cheer him on. If you're planting the couch and nursing a hangover, well, then text Mummer to 39333. We'll text you a link and let you know the how and when to catch Jackie on TV. Plus, check out a gallery of Jackie Bam Bam's award-winning Mummer costumes from the station that loves being a Philadelphia tradition too. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks Philly. In the halls with boughs of holly is the season to be jolly we now are gay apparel So the ancient Yuletide carol Oh, Now when darkness world stops turning la 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 Ashes where the body's burning la 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 Pigs have the power And of God has struck the hour In this uh, heightened time of uh, gift purchasing, um, one can make a few missteps along the way. Um, Desperation, right? Well, especially with the um, the ads that pop up <clears throat> on social media uh, for items that you go, wow, that looks really cool. <laughs> yeah. And then you get it and you're like, this is a piece of crap. How did this happen? You know what I mean? I, uh, I've had my share. And so I think we'd like to uh, get uh, ideas from people of maybe what to avoid. Hmm. Or you thought it was going to be one thing and it turned out to be another thing. If you have had that happen, feel free to let us know. 215-263-WMMR. I can lead with two things. I ordered something. I knew this one was <laughs> iffy. But it, it looked I'm like I did my due diligence. I'm looking. I'm like, okay, it says the height. It says what it what it's going to do. Yeah. I've seen it pop up basically it was a freestanding lantern that was supposed to be about 
six feet uh, on the end of a pole, like an old style lantern. And in the glass was a kind of a snow globe thing, blowing snow and Santa's there. And it's okay. lit up. And I go, wow, oh. that looks, even at this price, which is, you know, it's like, okay, maybe they got it done for this cost. How much was it? It was about uh, 45 bucks. Okay. And it's six feet tall? Yeah. <laughs> okay. They were off. It was... About six inches tall. Oh, Stop no. it. All right, maybe okay. a little bit more, but about so so basically, it was oh, uh, from opening to throwing it out took about four minutes. Stop it. I mean, it was I was howling. I had known that this was likely going to be at least, <laughs> but I thought, what if it is something good? And I think Preston, that's the mindset. That's how they get you. Yeah, because it looks delightful, and I'm like, well, Jesus, mm. okay. I mean, there was no stand. The thing stood about, you know, uh, 10 inches up high. There was, um, all of the things were completely loose. The instructions were just a picture of the thing from the top and from the side. Oh, my God. That was the instructions. Wow. Everything had to be put together. And so I gave it the good college try. But in, in like, three minutes, I was like, done. Where did you see it? Did it show up on, like, Instagram or something? Instagram first. Okay. And then I moved on to other sites. Now, of course... This company that's doing this is is covering their bases. Yeah. So they had that, and then another one that uh, recently I was I was taken for, and then this one I thought actually was going to be the real deal: the Griswold Christmas scene. Okay. Uh, the the camper, the house, uh, the oh, this, figures. Just for like a village, a Christmas village. Little vignette. Okay. Oh, yeah. this is going to be perfect. Yeah. Was, I know exactly where I want to put it. Uh-huh. Horrible. Oh, no. uh, you, you know, know Clark- the, Do you know either company? No. Uh. Okay. No, 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 and I have a feeling these are companies that are constantly changing names. I mean, this was the Clark looked like a badger. I mean, it it was horrible. It was just I don't know what country this came from or whatever. But and then none of the lights were actually inside the things. It was like a string of super tiny lights that you kind of had to jam into the bottom of the things, (laughs) and it just looked horrible. But it. In the presentation, I'm like, this is a delightful little homage to one of my favorite Christmas movies. Yeah. And for the money. And I think that's where they get you. Yeah. But the, it, it's not enough to make it take it totally off the table. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. No, I know yeah. exactly. Not what enough you're to saying. take it totally off the table and enough to make you say, I'll go for it. Yeah. But they were two staggeringly, ridiculously bad uh, pieces of merchandise. Yeah. Okay. So I'm a sucker for a lot of things on Instagram. And, uh, and I'm definitely a sucker for things that light up, right? But I do. Me too. I very rarely purchase anything off of Instagram. What I'll do is I'll go, I'll find it on Instagram, and then I'll check it out on Amazon. Now, I purchased something uh, last week. I don't know if it's going to be good or not. It definitely came in already, but uh, I saw it on Instagram. I went over to Amazon. I found it there. It was something that lights up. Right. And I was like, okay, so I don't know who I'm getting this for. It's either for one of my kids or... Or me, and I don't, and I, and I really don't know. Have you, have you verified that it's worth a damn? I know. We're yeah. going gonna to find out when it comes out of the box. We're going to find out together. <laughs> We're going to find out <laughs> together. Go. Well, because, you know what? You yeah. have to, you have to research the company because, uh, I mean, anything, even, even that. I mean, going to Amazon, sometimes you're still getting a it's doozy true. from Amazon. You yeah, have to research yeah. the company, look at the reviews. Um, I actually ordered something, uh, off of, you know, it was one of those ones, Steve, I kept seeing it kept popping up as an ad, but from a 
different company. Right. It, it would be the same exact product, From same different exact companies. Thing. And so I, I researched them. Yeah, they were they were a crock, and, and there were terrible reviews. But what was it? Do you remember? It, w- it was a gag gift for somebody, and and I don't want to say what it is yet because I haven't given it to them yet. Okay. But um, it. I, I was like, you know what? For whatever, I think it was like $35. Right. So it's for $35, yeah. I'm going to take the chance. Because there were some reviews on there that were like, hey, I got it. And it was great. So the I was same. Like, so I said, I'm cha- I'm going to chance. I'm going to I'm gonna put my $35 on the line because it's so funny. If I can get this, it'll be great. And I did. It took forever to get here, but I got it. And it's not bad. But... Listen, if if it was anything over that, and you researched that company, it was terrible reviews. I wouldn't spend any more money there. Case, I know you haven't decided to give this a, a gift or not. Can you tell us what it is, or yeah. would you rather not? Okay. No, I'll tell you because all the kids are in school. So, okay. uh, and Seamus is homesick, but he's not getting this anyway. So, he's either going to go to me or my oldest. And it is a light curtain. Okay, right. So, so think of like a beaded curtain, right? Right. But lights. But it's with LED lights, and, so? and you can program like like figures Different into images, it, right. and images, and uh, I was that like, sounds this, fun. Yeah, it was only twenty one dollars. So, <laughs> oh, for twenty bucks. Talking about, I've seen it. I've seen Dude, it. Dude, I'll, I'll trade you my Griswold family Christmas. Dude, yes, you swap yeah. our crap again. But you know what it is? It's, it's a Pottery Barn knockoff, is what it is. Oh, and so yes, they're of course Pottery Barn is going to be super expensive. Yes. Um, so they're trying to they're doing a knockoff to try to get people to buy it for twenty bucks. Good. Mm. How much is the Pottery Barn one? Can you look that up? Yeah, look I'm it curious because I'll bet Pottery Barn is expensive. By the way, so I'll do my vetting and I'll check out the companies and Kathy you'll, it, reviews will pop up. But there was an article that I sent to you, Preston, about. Out, you know um, the reviews on Amazon. Yeah. How much are generated by bots? Uh-huh. Yeah. How many are generated by bots? That's why you have to look for that um, uh, verified review. It's actually, if you look in the reviews, it will say verified user so review. Can you use that like a, a, fil- a filter? Where I think you, you can, only, yeah. Okay. But a lot of times you'll see Griswold family Christmas display. Awesome. I'm going to go to Chris on the phone. Hi, Chris. Good morning. Yeah. <laughs> What's up, Chris? <laughs> Chris. Well, uh, this is uh, this probably took place about 15 years ago when I was living in Westchester. Uh, Kathy, why are you calling on Main Street in Sharpless? I don't know if you're from. Oh, I'm sure you are, but I don't know. Jordan, your phone is that the crappy gift? <laughs> <laughs> you the audio sounds terrible. Say that again, Chris. It's really? I crap. Uh, uh, that's better. Know. Better. Yeah, it sounds better. Can you hear me? Okay. Yep. So about like 15 years ago, I was living in Westchester with one of my best friends. And we went online, and it was around Christmas time, and we wanted one of the, uh, from a Christmas store, we wanted one of those leg lamps. The leg lamp. You know, that not a thing that, that yeah. one, right? So we, we got a great price on it. We're like, man, this is awesome. It's so great. This logo turned in the window. And then it showed up, and it was 12 inches tall. It 12 was, inches yeah, tall. Yeah. Yeah, we were like, what the hell? But I tell you what, though, in all seriousness, we ended up loving it and then fought over who got to keep it. <laughs> how much? Do you remember how much it cost? Dude, it was like 20 bucks. There you go. That's it. It's 20 bucks, man. It sits in the pocket. You're like, yeah. Thanks, Chris. Appreciate it. Um, Yeah, uh, I'm I'm trying to think of ones this year that I've seen that have popped up. I'm like, wow, that's really great. And then I'm just, I don't do it because I just, I'm I'm too skeptical. I bought, here's another one I bought. I bought the, if you ever see them, they're glow in the dark. They're, They're balls and you throw them up at the ceiling. Okay. Yeah. And, and, yeah. They, and they stick and they glow. They leave marks they, on your ceiling. That's one thing. <laughs> uh, and another thing is it has to be the right type of ceiling. Like you, you have to have, like I tried. Oh, to stick? Yeah. And, okay. and, and so they don't, you can't go, we'll, and then they, they all start. Like pulling. the video they yeah. show. I threw one up and I had to get up on a ladder to pull it off. 
Uh, there was one. Sometimes I'll, I'll see lighting things as well <laughs> that will you know throw the entire uh, the universe up on your ceiling and I stuff like that. that. Or, or the the, the, <laughs> the flashlight that generates half the half the brightness of the sun. I know. Is is it any good? Uh, well, so it's not the universe, but it, it's it uh, the like thing, stars. Yes. Milky Way. It's a, a little astronaut that like shoots things out of its uh, out of, out of its uh, ma- visor. Uh, helmet as yeah. visor and and so it shoots stars and it has like a little nebula. It's badass. I love that. Is it badass? I do love it. But what's weird about it is I also have, like, you know how we have these disco lights here? Yeah. I bought disco lights as well, and they all work from the same remote. Same remote. It's yeah. weird they, because yeah. they're three different products. I have top, I have like, really solid Christmas decorations that are light displays that work off the same remote. Yeah. Yeah. I right, love it. Go figure. So they work well together. Yeah, well, okay. they work, but I also find it weird that like so they're three different things, right? Same and remote. I'm trying to turn them all right. on at the same time, and I'll turn one off and two on, and then I'll turn two off and one on. Uh, so it, it takes a little bit of a finagling. I'm going to go to Lisa. Hi, Lisa. Good morning. Hey, sorry to bother you at work. No, what's up, Lisa? What What did you well, buy? You thought it was going to be awesome. I, I didn't. It was my grown man child that I live with. <laughs> All right. He, he, he's totally into Star Wars, like Star Wars everything. We have like Chewbacca. We have yeah. all kinds of stuff. He goes on and he saw a lightsaber. Well, he was over the moon and he like so excited about it. It came and it was like a stick of plastic <laughs> that you would see like at one of those like fairs or something that yeah. a five-year-old would use. Oh, yeah. And he was so mad. He was just flipping, and then he tried to return it. They wouldn't take it back. So eventually this year, because I listened to it for years about this lightsaber, we went to Disney and actually got him a real one. And by the way, how how much did that one cost? Uh, The real one was like $300. Yeah. Yeah, There's a bit of a difference. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. It's it's, it's really awesome. Like, it it does the sounds and everything. So my man child was happy after he got the real one. Nice. All right. Thank you, Lisa. And I, I hate that this is this is true, but more often the case than not, and I've told this when my dad wanted to chance out on, on buying some things and wanted yeah. to buy cheap, and I said, Dad, you know what I found out when you buy something cheap? You're buying some cheap crap. Yeah. yeah. Usually... If it's if it's if it's inexpensive, it's going to fall apart on you, right? And that's kind of the. And then rule. you're going to spend yeah. the money that you would have initially spent yeah. if you just bought. See, if you can afford a quality, from Pottery Barn. yeah. If you can afford a quality product, you, you're you, exactly you right. Sometimes things cost more because they're better. But I'll say this: um, they they the powers that be have gotten savvy to what a practiced shopper will look for. To convince them to make the purchase, yeah, like your reviews, like your other things like that, and uh, so you know, so uh, like it, on on the uh, on the second one on the lantern, I'm like, okay, for this price, if I if I look if it comes in and it's good, even remotely good, I'm happy. But it, it was so staggeringly bad, I had to lie. And here's the deal with it with that cheaper price, they know that a lot of people are just going to eat it, and yeah, not, and not and fight it. attempt to, to try to get their money back. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I wonder what would and happen if you even tried to do that. Would that company even exist? Pro- well. And probably not. Like a yeah. lot of the companies that come from overseas, a lot in China, when you try to return, Just forget it. It's not like there, there's no. They don't even have a return. It's center. A guy in a farm. Uh, I'm going to go to Mike. Hi, Mike. Good morning. Hey, good morning. To see you. <laughs> good morning, Mike. Hi, Mike. What's up, buddy? All right. So 
Um, you guys are familiar with Assassin's Creed, the video game, right? Yes. So if you look on, like, uh, you know, you see them all over on Instagram, on Amazon, Wish.com even. They have these kind of hoodies, and they have the zipper that kind of goes diagonal across, and it's got that cool pointed hood, and it looks right out of the game. Well, 99% of the time, those sizes are actually in Chinese sizing and not American. So when you order, let's say, an XL, thinking it's for an adult, it's actually about the size of a sixth grader's hoodie. So when you put it on, it's like a crop top. Yeah, I look up sizes now because they have, like, size charts. I have to do that now when I'm buying stuff you, online. You can never, you honestly, and even then you're running a risk. But but right. so you, you ordered it, uh, Mike, and it came as a crop top. Oh, it, it was so tiny. I was like, well, maybe it says slim fit. Maybe just try and zip this up. It was definitely fat man in a little coat. Oh. <laughs> yeah, all right, thanks, Mike. I Appreciate ordered it. a T-shirt, one of the holiday T-shirts, and I'm like, okay. This is, you know, this is, I'll, I'll go for it. And I, I pulled it out, Preston. It was, um, uh, now I've got a machine gun, too. Yeah. This is impossibly cheap. Mm. All right, let's see. And it said tri-blend. So I pull it out. It, it was it was like a lobster bit. That's no how small. Kidding. I mean, it was oh crazy small. It's ridiculous. Uh, but I, I ordered, well, this was, and this is a legit company, but when I ordered Skims from, uh, you know, Kardashian's line, the underwear, it came, it looked like, I, I called my friend who had an 11-year-old at the time. I was like, do you want these underwear uh, for her? Because that's the size of them. Uh, I have Nick, who's on next, who can maybe help us avoid this type of thing. Hey, Nick, good morning. Hey, Gadzooks, guys. Gadzooks, buddy, what's up? All right, so one thing with, with Amazon, a lot of the Amazon sellers are actually getting their, stu their stuff um, from websites kind of like, called, like, there's uh, DHgate or AliExpress. These are all, like, um, like oriental trading company type places. Okay. Right? And what they'll do is they'll just set up, you know, drop shipping um, sites through Amazon and just mark up the prices like... Um, so again, like you said, it's enticing enough, but you're getting junk. Yeah. So, 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 the, so even though you think you're going through Amazon, and I, I do have a, a pretty good history with Amazon, uh, uh, like around the time, especially around the holidays, uh, beware because you could fall prey just as easily. Yes. So there's a couple things you can do. There's one. Uh, there's a website called Fake Spot, and if you're looking to buy something from Amazon. Uh, you get the URL from Amazon, and you go to Fake Spot and put the URL in, and it'll analyze the reviews. Because, like you were saying, with all the bots and everything, yes, yes, it'll check out the tendencies and what you know. Like, okay, there are thirty-five reviews on the same day, and they all kind of saying the same. Thing. I like this. Oh, that is so, yeah. so Nick, awesome. I'm on it right now, and it says use AI. To detect fake reviews and scams. That's great. And so it yeah, does. So, it, this is this is a godsend. Yeah, it'll give it a you know a real score of based on what um, they feel are actual real reviews. Oh, that's going to help out a lot of people, Nick. Thank you so much, man. We appreciate it. Yeah, certainly. Have a good one. All right, you too. Fakespot.com. I got to get the URL for the uh, for the for the yeah. for the lantern and find out what the story is with the um, with the reviews on that. Yeah, because it'll sift through. That I love it. All right, we got a break here shortly because we got Zack Snyder coming up, and I'm going to go to Ra, our friend Ra. What's up, bud? What the dealio? <laughs> Yo, what's the dealio? What's up, Ra? Hey, man, I'm, I bought uh, 
you know, they have those shirts with the V-neck, right? With the um, the late with the little like shoelace in it, and they yeah. kind of, you know, for the guys, and you know, the chest is kind of busting out. You know, you're showing off the chest hair a little bit, the arms and everything. And you know, I work out a little bit, so I'm figuring, yo, know, this is gonna look good. It looks like it was made of a nice cotton. You know what I mean? I'm not gonna say that the uh, brand rhyme with emu or anything like that. Um, so I get it. I go ahead and pay for it. It wasn't a high price or anything. I get it, man. This thing might as well have been made of tissue paper. No okay. But it didn't tear, right? It was blousy, first of all. The arms blousy. The, the arms were kind of like just, you know, hanging. They weren't, you know, on the bicep or anything. And the V-neck was like extremely deep. And I was like, Yo, this is not what I asked for. <laughs> extremely deep. I, I love, love that. All right, Rob. It was so cheap, I didn't, you know, I didn't return it. You just like, ate it. Yeah, you that's what you're counting on. Yeah, All right, thanks, Rob. Appreciate yeah. it, man. I love your brother. All right, we've got a, listen, beware, though, but I like that that fakespot.com. Yes. That's a great way. I, I just bookmarked it. If you're doing online shopping to uh, keep an eye on things. All right, we do need to take a break, because as I said, Zach Snyder. Yes. Joins Rebel Moon is opening. By the way, Casey's got a screening of that tonight. Pretty exciting stuff. Uh, but before we do that, uh, let me give away another Mini Melts uh, $25 gift card for Wawa. And uh, you can, uh, we'll take caller number 12 at 215-263-WMMR. Don't forget, Mini Melts ice cream is available in 13 different flavors. We're trying every week during the Connoisseur, so this week on Thursday, so we're doing it early because we're off on Friday, uh, we're going to be trying out Banana Split. Yes! Which I'm very much looking forward to. Head to WMMR.com the contest page for $1 off Brownie Blast and Cake Pop flavors, by the way, and enter to win Mini Melt Ice Cream for a year while you are there. We'll take that caller number 12 and we'll set you up. When we come back, Dak Snyder, talk Rebel Moon. Stay with us. Threw out all your radios for a fancy speaker that talks back to you? Well, don't forget, you can still listen to us by saying open MMR. You can even tell it you want to wake up to MMR, just like your grandpa's clock radio used to. Imagine that. Preston and Steve. Their name is their address. Uh, on, on the web. PrestonandSteve.com. Football's back, and this Eagle season, there are huge prizes to be won at Acme. Enter Acme Swooping and Win Sweepstakes, and you could win up to $10,000 cash or 2024 Eagle season tickets. And all you have to do is shop the participating items throughout the store and enter your codes from your receipt at acmeswoopinandwingame.com. Acme makes sure Eagles fans have all their game day needs to tailgate or host like a pro. Stop in and discover why football is better at Acme, the official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles. Winter may seem like a strange time to replace the windows in your home, but with Window Nation, it's the perfect time. Right now, Window Nation is offering you 50% off all window styles. Plus, you can get 0% interest for five years. So get rid of those cold, drafty windows that are costing you more to heat your home. With savings this big, it's time to give Window Nation a look. It's easy. Simply call 866-90NATION or visit windownation.com to get started. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. As we welcome our next guest, Casey wanted me to play this song. 
because we've had him on so many times. <laughs> We're pretty much best friends now. Uh, well, yeah. yes, yeah. at least in our delusional minds. Uh, he is promoting a film that is actually opening uh, Thursday night, 10 p.m. on Netflix. So you can get it uh, that evening. It, oh, yeah. it had been saying that it was going to be on Friday, but it's going to be Thursday night. Casey's actually hosting a screening of that movie tonight. It is a labor of love. It is a long time making. It is called Rebel Moon Part 1, A Child of Fire. And we have the writer and director and best friend, <laughs> Zach Snyder, yeah! who's on the show. Hey, Zach. Hey, can you hear me? Yeah, yeah we yeah. can hear you. How you doing, man? Awesome. Awesome, awesome. Oh, it's so good to be here, and I'm doing great. I'm doing fantastic. Is it? Is it a little bit? Now, you've obviously done this many, many times in your career as you're heading into the release date. Is this kind of like putting your kid on the bus to school for the first day and just not knowing how it's going to work out? Or, you know, are there, are there little sensations like that? Yeah, in some ways, but in a lot of ways for me, you know, I'm just like, uh, you know, I've been working on it for quite a while, so I'm I'm happy. You know, it's more like, uh, you know, um, my 36 year old who's been, you know, living in the in above the uh, garage, and I'm like, you gotta look, you gotta, you gotta get out, you gotta, you gotta get out, you gotta go. I like that better. <laughs> I, yeah. uh, your movies are so sprawling, and, and, and you know, and. and and so um, intricate on one level, and then the macro and the micro. And, and but this began. You were a, a Star Wars fan as a kid, from what I understand. You would do um, stop motion with uh, with the figures, little films, and so on and so forth. And, and so a, a lifelong um, Star Wars fan. And and you had this at one point, And this is the rumor. This was perhaps um, your intent to put this into the Star Wars um, chronology. Um, what it was that in fact the original intent of Rebel Moon? Well, probably before that. Uh, yeah, that is true. I mean, I did pitch it to Kathleen Kennedy over at Star Wars before the sale to Disney, and uh, they were they, they seemed pretty into it. Um, but actually, before that, it was its own universe that I had, like, created. Uh, but, you know, I felt like because of the you know, um, how I had been inspired. I just thought, oh, you know, maybe it's cool. And then while I was talking, in the midst of talking to them, they sold Star Wars to Disney and they had their own plans. So right. We were like, thank you. Um, I will go, <laughs> I will go my way and I will, uh, you know, <clears throat> I will create a world from scratch, and uh, that that as always is as always. That's funny to say um, when you when you create a world from scratch, you know, do it this way. No, um, <laughs> but, but I, when we yeah, so it did take a little bit of effort to um, you know to generate um, you know all the design and the mythology and everything we had to do to kind of literally create a universe and and now we've gone down quite a rabbit hole as you can imagine um of design and you know origin stories because like you know when you create a world like a from scratch you know we like to go back to sort of the to the literally like the what is the genesis story of this of this you know culture you know that is to say that we create the myths you know the 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 origin myths and you may never see it in the movie but we like to know the world view say of whatever culture you know the say the bad guys in our movie um we've done a ton of work just to make sure that it's that it's a really rich and 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 really well thought out um 
you know, culture mm. so that when the bad guys come, you know, you really do know their worldview and you do understand like what they want, which is, you know, pretty much to just destroy everything. <laughs> well, the, be it, rude. in a way, um, you know, you're, you're not and, and you free yourself from the Star Wars canon. Uh, you, you, you can do this is a little bit more. Um, well, yeah, 100 percent. Yeah, right. Uh, uh, you can be more aggressive. You can, So the imagery and I'm, I'm I'm so stoked to see this. I was trying to pull every string to get, um, you know, in advance of the of the interview to see it. But I've seen a lot. I'm seeing a lot of imagery that reminds me of uh, an artist I used to love, uh, uh, Frank Frazetta. And oh, I'm uh, a huge Frazetta fan. Y- yeah. Frazetta fan. Yeah. I used to have that six foot Conan the Barbarian bed uh, painting on the back of the door that, that he had done. Um, and then uh, a lot of heavy metal magazine, which I used to love. Yes. Uh, yeah. I'm, I, yeah. Those were huge inspirations for me. Um, uh, you know, the truth is, you know, I'm just a big fan of fantasy. Um, and, and I think that that was really kind of in a, in a lot of ways, you know, the evolution of my aesthetic, you know, when I was growing up, and in a lot of ways, it's a love letter to kind of this, uh, you know, the, the, the journey I went on, cinematic journey I went on kind of from, you know, when I was like 11 years old till I was kind of like a sophomore in college, you know, that's when we all kind of become sort of who we are aesthetically, you know, we go on that that journey with the movies we love, the the paintings we fall in love with, the Franzetta yeah. freak show that we go on, you know, and, and I, I, just like that, definitely went on that journey and fell in love with fantasy art and sort of fantasy um, mythology and movies and literature and anything I could get my hands on that kind of, you know, was bigger than our universe and sort of our way and, and the metaphors frankly, you know, the way that you could tell, like, universal stories, you know, with this sort of, you know, through this fantasy lens, I really thought was a really cool and awesome kind of place. And, I, and, I, and I've gone on that same cinematic journey with my own movies, but kind of felt like, you know, it's a good time to just go back and do this awesome sci-fi, crazy sci-fi epic. Uh, it's a two-parter. We shot uh, the movies back-to-back. It's, we shot two movies back-to-back, and one will come out uh, on the 21st, as you said, and one will come out uh, in April. So basically, you, 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 the premiere, the rollout, the big thing, and then you're back, um, you know, finishing up the second one. <laughs> so you, you, you get a, 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 not even a break before you're back to the grind of making sure the second one is, is fully ready for its debut, correct? Yeah, 100%. Normally, the thing that's cool is I have the premiere, the movie's about to come out, I go to Tahiti, and <laughs> it's awesome. I just, like, basically get on an IV at the beach and, like, try and survive. But I, like, got to go back to the office uh, today and, and and work on movie two. So it's kind of, it's kind of cool. It's, a, it's, it's cool and not cool at the same time, but I'm, I'm excited because it's, it's, I, I'm excited for people to, you know, if this is the setup movie, yeah. you know, the second movie is kind of, I mean, I hate to say it this way, but it's, it's war. Yeah, okay, no, right. that, listen, that, that's absolutely fine. And you were talking about what influences you as you, as you know, through, through the, the years and what you look for and, and, and what sort of those formative stages, what excites you as a filmmaker. I always love, like, you know, with, with 
Kubrick and, uh, and other directors and directors such as yourself, you know, you, you could take snapshots of different scenes of movies and, and they're just works of art. And you you achieve a look right out of the gate. Yes. <clears throat> you know, you it's clear the amount of background that you put into um, creating these worlds. And um, so you, you obviously you're an artist as well. But uh, a lot of times people kind of use the phrase like fan service and uh, almost like like diminishing that and i'm like i look there's so many moments in your films where i'm like yes that's Mm -hmm. that's exactly what i was looking for and and um that can only be because you are yourself a film lover um well yes it's it's interesting because for me you know also there is another conversation that happens like as we grow like we these are the things these are the films that we loved and we we i am notorious um i like to think um and i get in trouble for it sometimes um where i go after canon um it, you know i've gone i went after the dc canon pretty hard in that I like to deconstruct canon a lot um, and sort of like get at the why, mythological why of a lot of these things. Like, for instance, you know, with Batman and Superman, there was a lot of, um, when you look at my Justice League, you really, and Batman versus Superman and um, Man of Steel as a trilogy, there's a lot of sort of putting the canon under a microscope and like asking why, you know, like why, like why do we think these things about these superheroes? And I, and I have huge respect for them, of course. And I would, I don't want to, I'm never interested in breaking the characters, but I am interested in, in understanding them. And I think the same thing is true with this movie. Um, there's a lot of tropes in sci-fi and there's a lot of tropes that we sort of blindly follow, um, you know, into our science fiction, and fantasy, and as you grow as a filmmaker and as a sort of uh, a storyteller, one of the main things you that I find myself always doing is kind of challenging the convention of the thing. And some may look at it as like, "Oh, look, he's just he's doing that that thing that that <laughs> cliche thing that everyone does in these movies." But at the same time, I think in our case, you know, we really did try and say like, "But why? Like, yeah, what right. happens? Like, like, what happens when like you know you heroes walk into a are uh, in space, and you have a, you're having a conversation with a Star Wars movie. There's no way if you're mm. not, then you're you live you live under a rock. Yeah, you know that's just how it is. You know, there's a there's like a reality to the iconography that Star Wars the the swath that Star Wars cuts across our pop culture is much bigger than you. Well, it's not bigger than you think because it's gigantic. Everyone knows that, but it's it's in your subconscious. It's really everywhere. Well, so it's, it, it was a challenge for us to challenge that, too. To that point, and, and you know, people don't realize, maybe um, some do, Star Wars is basically uh, the Hidden Fortress, Akira Kurosawa's movie, right down to an R2-D2 and C-3PO-type character. It's, so th- th- there's, it's how you turn it, how you take Batman and find out you know, why they're inspired. And, and with Rebel Moon, it, you need to understand why the villains are doing what they're doing, or else they're just mustache twirlers, you know, and, and it's, it's 100%. I, I'm, I, I find it really, I found it really fun. And I look, you know, um, I found it really fun to kind of press the, uh, 
you know, press the, the tropes and press the, like, origin stories of all these movies. My movie has a lot of reference to, like, also to Throne of Blood and also to, like, uh, Seven Samurai and Magnificent Seven and, like, all the kind of, like, uh, and a lot of... Um, you know, even searchers, a lot of the same westerns, you know, that inspired George Lucas. Yeah, I kind of went back and watched again and, and said, like, but what what is the thing? What is the why of these things? And and tried to, you know, sort of reapply it again. It's like you know, you go back to the sort of origin stories of these this mythology, and you kind of get it like, oh, that's why it inspired him to do it this way. You know? Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I I find it really fascinating. And, fu- and frankly, really fun yeah. to kind of peel back the onion as much as you can, you know? Yeah, I got to say, like, and I feel like I'm speaking on behalf of billions of people when I say thank you for doing what you do. Because, you know, like, for me, I'm just the guy who sits there and waits for geniuses to, like, create things <laughs> for me to enjoy. And uh, and this is something that's always been in your in your blood. You are an artist. And, um, you know, and I, I also know that you, you paint. So you're an artist in that regard as well. So I wanted to ask, like, when you're creating this universe, And I'm talking about like any universe, whether it be the Star Wars universe or the Lord of the Rings or the Game of Thrones, like you're creating this stuff from scratch and you really have to pay very, very close attention to detail. Are you doing that on your own? Do you do you have a a team that you you know what I mean? Like when when you're creating this from scratch, like you you have to have a a lot of minds on this to make sure that it all works. Yeah, of course. You know, I have amazing collaborators that I work with all the time and, you know, really rely on in some ways for, you know, all the mythological discussions we have and someone's going to do, you know, if, if we do like a deep dive on like, you know, um, you know, some sort of, uh, ancient Roman mythology, you know, I might have, some, I might do be on some rant about like what I think it is. <laughs> and then, you know, of course, um, you know, we'll do like the real work and find out like, okay, what does it mean? What did it really, what did they really mean? And then like, you know, that's when you're reading like Joseph Campbell or, right. you know, whatever kind of, um, decoders there are in the world who decode this incredible you know, like wealth of information we have about the human experience, you try and get to that stuff as much as you can, especially in my case where I'm kind of taking that and like stylizing it and trying to hide it a little bit so that you think it's a movie or like a, that you're watching a story unfold for the first time in front of you and really we're trying to kind of tap you into some, you know, primordial mythological, um, you know, mixture that I'm trying to feed you. Um, so it's, it's a double game, you know, all the time for me anyway, when I make a movie, I try and play a double game, you know, entertain you, but also kind of make you sort of question why you feel the things you feel. You know, I, I was, uh, uh, I was listening to an interview with Gareth uh, Edwards. He did a movie called the, the creator and, and, um, yeah, recently. Yeah. And it's just amazing. And he shot it basically on an amped up, you know, Sony camera and, and, uh, but he was talking, it was reminding me of you, you know, he's, he's an artist as well. He, he to, to understand the effects, you're your own cinematographer for uh, most of these movies, correct? You're the one holding the camera. Um, and, and yeah, I shot this movie. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and then that, 
that way, I think you have you, there's such a a direct connection to what you're putting up on screen um, that I think sometimes other directors, you know, in, in the guy sitting in the chair, the you know, the auto premature there, you know, <laughs> not that he wasn't a great director, but you know, there, sure. there's, there's a level removed from that. You you guys are, um, you know, uh, are all hands on. So with that comes, um, you know, you're, you're juggling that whole technical aspect, and then you're juggling the cast and directing the actors. And you have a stellar uh, cast um, for this film. We're big fans of, is it Butella? Or Preston and I were trying Butella. to figure it out. Right, Butella. Sophia Butella, Butella yeah. yes. And, and uh, Anthony Hopkins and uh, Charlie Hunnam and... Um, Jenna Malone. Jenna Malone. Ray Fisher, yeah. who uh, yeah. obviously we loved as a cyborg. Yeah. By the way, yeah. looking super bulky. I mean, Dude, he's so big. Well, he's you know he's in. He uh, had been doing well right at the end. He you know has that sort of uh, that Muhammad Ali play that he was in, right? Um, and so you know uh, he's always in pretty good shape. Um, and you know that play's incredible. Uh, but he's amazing, and yeah, he just trained. That um, you know, I have this friend of mine who's a trainer, Alessandro, who trained everybody, and everyone really got in the gym and really put their head down and did the work and you know you see it when you watch the movie you're, everyone's incredible <laughs> well you know it's funny <laughs> Charlie Hunnam was I was reading an interview with him and he was talking he didn't realize that it was kind of mandated that you do this and and he's the dude's in good shape to begin with but everyone is just in stellar shape but they, they revealed and a couple of the actors were, were exchanging takes on this about getting into shape and working out and doing this whole thing they said there was such a camaraderie that formed during the times they were in the gym together working out so that they're supposed to be this ragtag band that's collected together, you know, to, to fight evil. And that in a way, um, they develop that sort of kinship and friendship as a bond as a result of the, the working out. So in your in your nefarious plan, is that yes. what you're really looking for? Yeah, it is. It is. It's true because, like, you think about these actors and they're, you know, uh, they have their own lives, especially when we shoot in L. We shot the movie in L.A. for the first time. Never shot a movie in L.A. I didn't know that, that you could, but apparently you can film in Hollywood. The cameras work in Hollywood. I didn't know that they did. They, they told me for years. They sent me to Bulgaria or wherever to make these movies, and I was just under the delusion that the cameras just didn't work here. But they, apparently they do. Uh, but but you know these guys could all go home, and they, you know it's like a lot of them live here, and so. The gym became like this clubhouse where they could kind of, you know, there's no reason for them to sort of get together sort of socially, you know, with this hard work schedule and, you know, learning the stunt choreography and like, I think, you know, it's a busy time, but to have that time in the gym and we built a really cool gym. I, I always like to, I, I, I built the gym for Justice League. I always build it. I like to build gyms. Um, and like, you know, I, in, when we did Justice League, I got this old, I found this old bar from an old bar in England, you know, yeah. I put it in the side, you know, and we'd have like our, our, you know, we could all sort of sit at the bar after our workout and talk about whatever. It was always super fun. Um, and here we like had sofas, we had this kind of common area and it's just this cool refrigerator, you know, full of whatever, um, you know, you know, refreshments the guys wanted and everything just a, but it just turned into this place where these guys could go and really kind of bond with each other. And, and, and absolutely was by design. I thought it was a, I thought it was an amazing way to kind of turn them into uh, a unit. And it really, really worked. And they became great friends. Frankly, you should see them on the, when we went on the press tour, they were all just like constantly um, just, 
being like hilarious with each other and just hanging out and it was just really beautiful to see. I love that. I love in fact somebody was sort of, a couple of interviews I've um yeah, watched lately and and some of the, you know some of the older Hollywood stuff they sort of bemoan the fact that you you kind of run in now you you do your role and you're out and there used to be more of sort of a there was a little camp and there would be you know more of the chance for the actors to sort of interact and there were dynamics that a director could take advantage of. I remember on Animal House uh the the word was Atlantis actually kept the two factions separate but together so they felt kinship with their respective groups which is kind of cool um but in this so Sophia Butella give give us the the uh, the thumbnail sketch of what we can expect with Rebel Moon because it, it sounds very cool yeah so the basic idea is that there's this um community of like farmers on the edge of the galaxy and the uh, bad guys are uh you know a big we call them the, it's called the mother world and they have this giant um, sort of uh, dreadnought cruiser that they plow around the galaxy in, and they come to our farming community because they've they've stretched their resources at the edge of the galaxy uh, in pursuit of these rebels, and they land in our village, and they're like, look, you know, while we're in this area of the galaxy, we need to feed our soldiers, so we're going to need your crops, and we know you just planted them, so um, in 10 weeks, we'll be back to, you know, take all your food. And so the guys have to decide, like, what do they do? You know, do they fight? Because if they take off, they're going to starve to death anyway. And so it's they know they can't beat them. So they, you know, go out into the galaxy to collect warriors to fight for them, to fight with them. And, um, yeah, it's about uh, the sort of collecting of these different warriors and the forming of a sort of uh, a defense of the village and what all what that all means, not only to the villagers who are, you know, peace loving, you know, you know, custodians of the earth, but also to the sort of redemptive tales of these like lost warriors that need to find, you know, some catharsis in combat. So that's been the basic story. And, you know, our different characters are, as you can imagine, an eclectic group that come from all sorts of different backgrounds and uh, have all sorts of different incredible sort of stories that, uh, you know, when they form a team, you know, each of those flaws become like assets. Of I, I love that stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, that yeah. is, mm-hmm. you, that can be made, you look, so you have one of your um, co-writers is uh, Shay Hatton, is that his name? Yeah, Hatton, yep. so, so he comes from the John Wick world, which is another world building sort of thing. I think uh, Kurt Johnstead is the, uh, was a co-writer on 300 with you? Yep, yep, yep. Right. So, so, um, uh, this is, these things work because they work. They, you know, this is, it taps into something, um, within all of us. You know, you, you want to fight against injustice. You want to see the, the underdog win. Um, you know, and, and so that's, that's why these things, uh, for me, these kind of stories can be told over and over again. Um, uh, let me ask you, uh, 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 just on a, on a technical note, we were seeing sort of a teaser, uh, teaser pictures of like a practical ship that you'd have built and having practical sets how important is that to you as a director and for actors to have you know something that's not completely cgi something there that they can actually touch 
Yeah, as much as we can. You know, I, I like to. We built a giant, we built that giant village in, uh, you know, Santa Clarita up the road from the house here. You know, we built a giant, it, it was a massive village. All these sets were indoor, uh, in, you know, practical. So we shot all the interiors physically inside the set. So we built a long house and the granary were all built for real. We built that river that goes through. And, and yeah, we built the drop ship one-to-one drop ship so we'd have one you know that we you know you, the guys could go, come in and out of it and you know um really had this amazing a lot of real amazing and tactical physical tactical physical things for everyone to kind of interact with because especially in a space movie you know it's a it is a lot of green screen there's no two ways about it but like you, I, I like to anchor them as much as i can to some little piece of reality that lets them you know be immersed in the world as much as anyone else. And, and, um, they did, everyone did an amazing job at kind of, you know, believing in the reality of the movie and yeah. that, uh, you can see it, um, in the way they, in the way they sort of interact, especially with the bad guys when they show up, you know, it's very much, you know, they're a scary group, you know, intimidating group. So it's funny. Sometimes I see you getting dinged for the use of slow-mo and, uh, I, I, I love the slow-mo stuff as I mean, I, and I know a lot of people do like in the Watchmen and, and just in anything in general, there's an art to it. You nail it. And, um, I was reading, I forget who one of the actors talks about dealing, you know, learning to act and being surprised how something looks, uh, you know, in, in, in slow motion, in the classic, you know, Zack Snyder slow motion. Are there special instructions you give to someone when you're, it's your, it's your, your plan to, to give us a really elaborate slow-mo shot? Do you have to direct differently? What, what's involved no. in that? No, I, I, I like to, I, I think it's a, it's a fun surprise, I think, to, to, to have them do their normal stuff. And then when you see it back and sort of have, you know, protracted it through time in the way that, you know, a, a good high speed shot can do, uh, that's, that's, that's just fun. And, you know, and, you know, they'll never, they can pry the slow motion camera out of my cold bed. <laughs> yeah, keep going because I, you know, it's funny. The first time anybody, any filmmaker, and I, I did, you know, some film work in school. The first time you get a, the ability to do that, even in a relaxed sort of way, it's like, oh, that looks so good. Mm-hmm. It looks yeah. so good. Yeah, uh, Zach, I wanted to ask. You know, we mentioned the the impressive uh, the cast that you have, and one of the names that, that we didn't bring up was uh, Sir Anthony Hopkins, uh, yeah. with a uh, a voice role and. Uh, uh, who is he going to be portraying? He portrays a, this robot uh, called Jimmy, who's like a battle robot. He's like a he's like from the old sort of uh, the old uh, the old we call them the Order of Twelve. But there are these like ancient um, robots that have been part of the the uh, Mother World's forces for years. And recently, in the mythology, the the king. Uh, has been assassinated, the king who ruled over the mother world that these robots served. And since the assassination of the king, the robot, these robots have kind of refused to fight. They've kind of become like conscientious objectors. Huh. And they're, they're just like these. So they've kind of lost their will. They, they just act as like forklifts. They move mm. stuff around. They're not very like, they're kind of sad. <laughs> yeah. and it's, it's about, and, and our, our Jimmy, we call him Jimmy's, our Jimmy is on this sort of journey of discovery uh, to just sort of 
re, re, to rekindle the why of his existence, and that's kind of what. And and you can imagine Hopkins is uh, yeah. a very uh, he's a good he's a good uh, uh, voice and 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 perspective on um, you know, Zach Zach. Um, you know, he would say to me, um, "It's incredible," but uh, it, you know, <laughs> it, it, to work with him, you know, I was oh going to ask. I'm, oh sure, I'm sure you were there, yeah. you know, for the sessions, and that had to have been that had to yeah, been pretty oh awesome. Oh my god, it's amazing. How do you how do you fight the urge if you're sitting with him and you're, you're sharing a meal or something to just just ask him to put a little deli meat on his face to give you some Hannibal Lecter? Uh, <laughs> you know, he, he's cool because he you know he will do it. Like if you ask him, he'll do it. Oh. Like it's it's like he just loves it, and it, that's the thing I think that's amazing about him is he he's not uh, he's he's not pretentious in any way and right he's just so he's just so cool i would have to say tony can can, can you call me clarice please <laughs> yeah, literally will You'll do it and it's like crazy it's just you gotta be you don't want to abuse it you gotta yeah, really no. you gotta really you, you gotta measure it out you know <laughs> you know when to parse it out man zach yeah, i saw got you. you gotta be careful with it because it's so good just recently uh watchman has been uh resurging on on uh, some of the cable channels and steve and i have been saying man it was on last night yeah. we were just like, it's it's one of our absolute favorites and you know you tackled hallowed ground with that with that piece of work and i thought you did an, an exceptional job and i know this would never happen because i think they're already working in it but man there, there are there are books and stories that i'm like i would like to see Zack snyder take a crack at this <laughs> like the dark tower from steve uh, uh stephen king but you know i've always been a huge fan of dark tower by oh. the way so yeah but that's that's another gigantic world that would just be this huge epic and take forever. I'm sure you've got loads of stuff on your wish list, but there's only so much time that a person has, you know? True, true. Yeah. Well, yeah, you- the only one, there's one, the one that I would do, I think... Um, you know, the only one that's really left for me sort of in the, in the, in that, I mean, there's a bunch of those for me, I mean, that are out there, but the one in sort of the comic book world is Dark Knight Returns. That one I would be interested in just because I feel like if you do Dark Knight Returns and Watchmen, you know, you really don't have anything. There's nothing more to say. (laughs) You know, that's kind of it. You kind of did like, okay, now you really, uh, we're going to talk more about this. Um, So yeah, that that one I I've always I I know I've talked to, you know I've talked to Frank about it too and I think that uh you know he knows that I love it and um I don't know. Oh well I you love well, you could put me in the I would love it too list because that would be sensational. But obviously you still have the uh, the Army of the Dead um universe yeah. progressing. Yeah, absolutely. Uh we loved Army of Thieves and and uh, yeah. uh you know and the whole progression with that. So you there, there's a whole bunch of stuff in the uh in the chamber as they say, but you're uh you're 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 Focus obviously is on the uh, the second of the films, and uh, you said it's April when it comes out. Yeah, it's April. It comes out in April, and uh, you know, really, it's a massive. You know, when you watch this movie, movie one, you're gonna be like, "Wow, this is a big movie." And movie two, weirdly, it's like it goes completely through the roof. So um, it's kind of fun to uh, to see this movie and be like, "Wow, I thought this was the big giant sci-fi movie." It is, but I think just. I mean, I think that what we, well, you'll see when you see the end of the movie, you kind of will get a sense of where it's going. Okay. Um, it's part, it's part one. uh, It's part one of a two parter. And then the obvious question, Zach, when does the director's cut come out? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, The director's cut. Well, it was really cool. What Netflix did with uh, this movie was, um, 
the script that I wrote was very much very adult and very R-rated, very great. And part of the reason I did that in in the original concept was really part of this sort of deconstruction of the genre was to make an adult version yeah. of the sort of my my child uh, my childhood sci-fi tropes and and my childhood sci-fi like where I was created I was like well what happens when that grows up you know what happens when that you know gets gets twisted by heavy metal yeah into something else, <laughs> you know and I really loved that conversation and so they knew that that was the kind of that was what I wanted to do. I really wanted because I feel like the tropes are much easier to deconstruct when you can sort of see the contrast. That's what he meant. That's what. So, so what we did was that we made the, they made this deal with me where they said, "Listen, we really understand um, what you're trying to do. We would love it if you could make a PG-13 version of this movie <laughs> because um, you know it would be, you know." have broader appeal and be like a little bit more for everyone. And I said, you know what? But they, then, then they were like, you know, but we would love for you to like, we'd love for audiences to be able to, the appropriate, appropriate audiences, uh, <laughs> be able to, you know, consume what that origin, what that original, what that, what you wanted from the very start. And I said, you know what? That's a cool deal. I'm down. So that's what you'll get uh, when the director's cuts come out this summer. Is you're really gonna, you get to, because, and then basically, I've never done this before. We built into the production my ability to kind of shoot both movies. Uh, well, when I say both movies, I mean the PG-13 and the crazy hard R-rated version. Oh. And and so when you see it. Um, in the summer, you really get to go on a much sort of different journey. Oh, I love that. Version. Love that. Yeah, that's very cool. So I'm, I'm curious, Zach, um, do you have free time? And uh, if you do have free time, what, what do you like to do in your free time? Because earlier I had mentioned that you paint, and or at least you used to paint. Is that something that you do? What do you, what do you do? I draw. I look. I draw a ton. I've been doing a little. I've been doing a fair amount of pottery lately. Yeah. I do like I've been making a lot of, I, I you know I've been doing a lot of hand building. You know I, I don't have a wheel, uh, but uh, it allows me to sort of stay with the family. You know I can kind of build a coffee mug while I'm sitting in the living room with everybody. I don't have to like retreat. To there my, you go. Yeah. My pottery. I mean I do have like two kilns and I do have a pottery studio. Uh. But um, you know yeah. it's just it's just a way. To, I I was playing a lot of Fortnite. I think that's side famous. Oh stop it! Really. <laughs> Okay, yeah, okay. I, I, did, did you? So, I, I have to ask. Was like, no, no, I will not. <laughs> got, like, you know, catch me playing Fortnite at 3 in the morning. was like, no. <laughs> Zach, so do you mean to tell me people were gaming with Zack Snyder on Fortnite and didn't have any idea? Yeah, a lot of people were probably. Uh, I play right now. I play Mr. Minxie's from. Um, that's my character. I play from. Uh, you know, from Brick and Morty. Yeah, and uh, that's yeah, you, that's so, your avatar. That's my avatar. Yeah. Oh my so god, I, I, that's I, hilarious. Yeah, so actually, and I actually just in the last couple of days, I, I got back in a little bit just to look at the new map. So, um, <laughs> you know, I was roaming around shooting shooting. 
12 year old. This is what <laughs> yeah, you want. Yeah, you yeah. want you want the kid making your movie. Yeah, that's it. That's it. That's so, it. Zach, I, I, I got to tell you something my son's been doing lately is because uh, he's been playing Fortnite and uh, it's a great way to stay connected with his friends and stuff like that. He's 16 years old, but like sure, he, will, he will play Fortnite while he's doing his homework and, and all he does is he'll just camp, right? And and like, and like so he's just, I guess maybe, I don't know Fortnite all that well. I guess maybe he's just trying to like build up his like status or whatever. Right. But he will sure. literally, as he's doing his homework, just kind of like find a bush and like hang out there for a little bit. So even that when he's... Is- that is cool, and then just like shoot me in the back. Yes, um, I got you. I got. I got that. Yeah, you, basically, uh, that's that's just re reestablish your legend that much further. That you love taking out kids on Fortnite is hilarious. <laughs> Uh, yeah, uh, you know. Well, so uh, let me ask you one last question. Well, that game works for a reason. Yeah, yeah. Uh, a, a video would a video game ever be in your future for just for the hell Absol- of it? Well, we're absolutely. Uh, we we built a mobile game for the movie, and we're going to build. Uh, it's my hope, my dream to build like you know, uh, a large, a, you know, a large platform game. Um, when we get a chance. Excellent. I, I would really love that, yeah. Excellent. Nice. All right, well, uh, we have a screening of it tonight. Uh, the movie officially opens on Netflix Thursday night at 10 p.m. We'll be able to check that out. And uh, then we just wait around. We, we enjoy this. Watch it a few times. Get ready for the second movie coming out in the spring. Yeah. Uh, it's all big stuff, man. Excellent. And then catch the naughty version in the summer, too. Yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah naughty version coming. <laughs> Plenty to be had. That's Excellent. The, that, is the, that is the official name of it. The, the naughty, naughty version. version. <laughs> I would love out. to see that. That we happened. were going to reveal it. We were going to reveal it in the press. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, I shot it. <laughs> All right. Well, Zach, congratulations again. And we're really excited. We're obviously, you know, we're huge, huge fans. So thank you so much for doing well, what great. you do. It's, it's great to talk to you guys. Uh, you're the best. Excellent, uh, man. So All right. Well, have a, have a great uh, holiday and everything. And uh, we're looking forward to the movie. We'll talk to you soon. Zach Snyder, yeah. everyone. Yeah. 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 You got it. Thank we'll you see so much. you. You got it. Oh, great guy. Fortnite. <laughs> I believe that. That's so cool. But you're right. I mean, he's he's us with tremendously more talent. Yeah. And resources yeah. and all the great things to make awesome stuff happen. So Rebel Moon mm-hmm. Part 1 uh, comes out on uh, Thursday night, 10 p.m. on Netflix. Yeah, I think about people like him or Michael Giacchino who, yeah. they that's just who they are at their core, right? Yes. Like, so they were never an aspiring artist. They were never an aspiring musician or an aspiring filmmaker. They always were. Do you know what I mean? They, 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 they just needed to get, uh, get the skill set together yep. to follow through on it. No, I completely agree with you. I mean... Well, those two guys that you said are, are perfect examples, and I hate to keep going back to this, but I just read the book, Curtis Armstrong, yeah. uh, you know, Revenge of the Nerd. Uh, a, a big theme in that is the people that, that were, quote-unquote, nerdy back yeah, in the yeah. 1980s and so on have really <clears throat> risen to form. Sure, and, sure. And Giacchino would absolutely be one of those guys. Yeah. I mean, he's just, he still plays. He gets together with his buddies and plays board games. Yeah. I, you know what ends up happening is I end up, like, tittering like a, like a fool because I'm like, yeah! Yes, yes. I know, I know. It's it's you know, but that's it. It's a great redemption. I'm so. up, you know, uh, if we're fanboys, yes, yes, yeah. call us fanboys. We are. All right, that was a wonderful conversation, and I would like to cap it with the final ticket to the Christmas miracle. Do you believe in miracles? Yes. Twenty-five yeah. is what we're going to take. Not just 25, not 20, 25. 
Caller 25 at 215-263-WMMR. You're the last person to get the golden ticket. Oh, my God. To join us at the Colonial Theater in Phoenixville, presented by Phoenixville First tomorrow morning. Dark and early, because the sun doesn't rise until after, like, 6.30. And we will see you there in your ugly sweater, possibly winning a year's worth of beer from Miller Lite and lots of great prizes. Everybody is going to get something. We do guarantee that. But some people are going to get some really cool prizes on top of that stuff that we have that's guaranteed. So uh, let's take your call now and put you on the list, and we will get set for that tomorrow. We're going to take a quick break, and we'll come back in a moment. Some bizarre file stories for you. Next Saturday, get ready to rock your holiday socks off. It's Pierre Robert's Christmas Radio Spectacular. Hours and hours of the best and most festive songs and special seasons greetings from rock's best bands. The holiday happiness continues all weekend, leading to another special moment on these airwaves. Join in the fun with Jackie Bam Bam's annual Santa Tracker show Sunday night as the big man prepares for landing in our area Christmas morning. That just makes the holidays better. Like vodka. What? Huh? Merry Christmas from the station. Always sneaking a peek at the presents. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks your holidays. Hello. Hey, uh, Santa. Hi, this is Casey. I live in Broomall. You know my kids. I have Casey and Seamus and Avery. And I have Casey here. How you doing, Santa? Well, I feel very well. Thank you. Um, Casey had a lot of questions for me that I didn't quite have the answers to. Casey, go ahead. You want to ask him? Is that, is that Casey? She's right here. She's getting a little shy, Santa. Okay. 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 <laughs> Casey, can you hear me? Come on. You just saw him. He, we just saw you, by the way, the other night. We saw you on the fire range in Santa Claus. Oh, yes. That was a chilly ride. It was really cold. And <laughs> Do you have Santa on the speaker there, Casey? I have Santa on the speaker. Well, that. it's so nice to talk to you. I'm getting very excited for next week. Yeah, same. She wanted and to I'm, thank. I'm sorry, Santa. She wanted to thank you for the uh, candy canes that you gave her the other day. Well, hopefully, she brushed her teeth after she ate them. Right. Well, she she had some specific questions for you. She wanted to know if the elves are your kids. No, no, they're not my personal children. But I, I treat them like my children. They're very, very helpful at the North Pole, though. Do you have kids? Because we caught the movie Fred Claus the other day, so she wanted to know if you had any kids. Are you putting me on? What? Hey, what's going on? Hey, Fred Claus, wasn't that that awful movie with Billy Bob Thornton? No, that's Bad Santa. We're, Fred Claus is with Vince Vaughn. Okay. Well, that's. I was a concerned that you were showing your daughter Bad Santa movies. No, I was flipping through the channels, and we usually watch Nickelodeon Santa. Oh, oh and, that's uh, a good thing. She saw the Santa Claus hat, and we had to stop for a second, so, all right. <laughs> uh, well, I'm very excited to visit the father household on Christmas Eve, and Casey, you'd be, you'd be a good little child, and, and we'll, uh, we'll see what Santa leaves for you under the tree. Casey wanted to know what your... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, she wanted to know what your wife's name was. It's it's Miss Claus. See, that's what I told her, Santa. But she was like, no, she's got to have a first name. Well, I think some people call her Annabelle, but I've only called her Mrs. Claus. That's how we refer to each other. <laughs> All right, thanks, Bill. Uh, <laughs> you, mother, you better, you were recording that. What? 
Huh? Recording what? I'm with my daughter. Say hi, Casey. What? Dude, I gotta go. I don't know what the hell you expect of me. Uh, Santa's gotta go. No. <laughs> WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre Brought to you this morning by Wawa. Wawa's got you covered with gift cards for everyone on your list from Wawa gift cards or gift card from your favorite brand. Happy holidays from Wawa. So in Memphis, Tennessee, Teresa Wiggins, 19 years old, was arrested on Friday for allegedly setting her boy, ex-boyfriend's bed on fire mm. in March while he and his new girlfriend and her baby were sleeping. That's uh, adorable. Charged with aggravated assault and arson, Wiggins reportedly intentionally ignited the bed. Uh, the new girlfriend awoke to the flames after spotting someone peering through the bedroom door uh, and hearing a lighter's click. <laughs> God almighty. Fortunately, none of the victims sustained any injuries as the boyfriend managed to extinguish the fire before firefighters arrived. Uh, Wiggins this was... This is my ex, by the way. Captured, yeah, ring camera footage entering and leaving the house, contributing to evidence. The, Charlotte, this is Debbie. Uh, the fire caused some damage to the bedroom. Wiggins currently is being held on a $150,000 bond. She is scheduled to appear before a judge on Monday. Colton Pfeiffer currently holds the Guinness World Record for... The world's largest nasal septum flesh tunnel. Nice. A giant hole with a diameter of 2.6 centimeters. So where you have a septum piercing or, uh, you know, uh, jewelry that you can stick through there, he has the largest one in the world. Like, I had a hard time even reading this story. Uh, Colton was 18 years old when he first decided to get his nasal septum pierced. It was a routine procedure that involved the use of a 16-gauge needle and forceps. It took about a week for the soreness to go away. And uh, the Michigan native pretty much left it alone for about five years. Then, at one point, he started stretching it to the point where he started noticing that no other piercing enthusiast had a septum flesh tunnel quite like his. And that only encouraged him to stretch it even more. I could have the world's biggest septum flesh tunnel. After researching the world's largest nasal septum flesh tunnel, Colton Piper realized he could beat it, especially since he was trying to stretch his nose hole even more anyway. He said, as I kept stretching, I kept thinking to myself, I wonder how big I can go with this. Yeah. And that thought eventually turned into, I wonder if I can be the biggest. So from there, I decided that it was going. I was going to attempt to be the biggest. Uh, people's attention also played a part in Piper's changing, uh, chasing the world record. As they were always acting curious, saying that they had never seen anything like his nasal flesh tunnel. His uncle Josh, also a body modification enthusiast, also inspired him to undergo his phys- physical transformation. It's a twofer. You get a world's record and you mutilate yourself. Colton said he's got a more, he's got a lot more modifications than I do, like horn implants and such. But if it weren't for him, I never would have gotten into body modification myself and never would have started stretching my septum. You were watching some of his, uh, his feet here. Like it's, passing an entire Sharpie through his nose. I Listen, it, it, that's great if you want to do something, you know, body modification like that. It's gross uh, to see this guy stick his finger and stuff through his nose like that. I mean, it is, you can look right through it. Ugh. It's too much. Although stretching a nasal flesh tunnel is similar process, process to ear stretching, put something slightly larger through it and wait. But it gets painful after a certain point because the jewelry begins to put pressure on the cartilage inside of the nose. Cartilage also takes 
takes longer to stretch and heal because of how tough it is. Colton's flex tunnel is so large he can literally push his thumb through it. And he needs custom-made jewelry because regular stuff will just fall out. What, does he blow his nose with a pool cover? It's the biggest one in the world. Wow. Students at a high school in Alaska got to experience something most others don't around the country, and that is the dissection of a moose. One uh, Chugayak High School biology class learned to harvest and field dress a bull moose. Why don't you forget the moose? For a moment. Uh, the Anchorage school- Children, look at me. Don't look at the moose. The school district uh, shot a video of the uniquely Alaskan project of students learning to dress the moose. Uh, the video shows the dead moose being wheeled through the hallway and the subsequent cutting up of the moose. What is a moose? Uh, I'm figuring like a sport jacket, right? If you're going to dress if the you're gonna moose gonna dress properly. The moose, yeah, yeah. I mean, they're, they're pretty regal. Yeah, uh, they're, yeah. 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 <laughs> What's the biggest animal that you guys actually had to dissect in school? A blue whale. Oh, wow. Yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, we figured we'd go big. At your wow, local Put that in the, on the a, gym a frog. Floor. A frog. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I didn't get it. I didn't do anything more than a frog. There were fetal pigs that were in jars I think and stuff. We did but a I, pig. I, did you? No. Yeah. We never. I didn't cut you into didn't it. Do a blue whale. Uh, the scenes in the video are relatively commonplace for residents in Alaska, but may cause a lot of questions for people not from the state. The moose was harvested by biology teacher Brian Mason via an educational permit from the Alaska Department of Fish and Game. Harvested meaning he hit it with his Kia. Uh, yeah, that's how, they, that's how they got it in the first place. All right, a micro- microwavable wheat bag was the cause of a fatal house fire in Wales. Stupid it's wheat bag. Confirmed, yeah. Uh, it comes after an elderly man was found dead at his home. Fire and rescue. My wheat bag heated. Service identified the source of the blaze as the wheat bag, uh, which had been placed under the man's bedding. Oh, I see. Uh, microwavable wheat bags, is according to Paul Kay, the head of fire safety, he said microwavable wheat bags are often used to provide heat to painful areas on the body and often have an aromatic smell. But you have to be careful, I guess. You would, you wouldn't think it would be able to, you'd heat it up in the microwave. You wouldn't think it would. No, you know, no, you don't. something. Have you ever had one of those? We've had a couple where you. Not a wheat bag, but ones, uh, stuff that have these like, you know, almost like grains inside right, of them. Right, right. That you heat up. And you put and, it on like your, your shoulders yeah, or whatever. Or whatever, yeah, yeah. maybe, yeah. but or uh, under your D bag, under yeah. your your wheat bag, or your D your bag. <laughs> that guy's a flaming wheat bag. Yeah, I haven't tried that yet. All right, one last story: an armed robbery in Colorado turned awry for the alleged perpetrators when police say someone stole their getaway car in the middle of the. Oh house. man, you can't trust anybody. <laughs> Three masked and this, armed. This city's getting horrible. Individuals allegedly robbed a cash checking service Saturday morning. No injuries were reported. Officers uh, arrested two of the incidents. Yeah, the I'd like three- to report a stolen getaway vehicle. <laughs> two of these three suspects and are currently investigating the incident. Uh, in an unexpected, this is in a Facebook post. In an unexpected, and ironic twist. Uh, as the trio was robbing the business, a fourth criminal stole their getaway vehicle, which may have already been stolen. Uh, and they said, we don't know. We, uh, If we get a solid description of it, we will release that information here. The bizarre news stirred amusement among residents on social media. While they were standing there, they were robbed by a couple of other guys. <laughs> that is what I have in the bizarre file for you. All right, let's give away our final $25 gift card from Mini Melts. Me. Our friends at Wawa, uh, or our friends at Mini Melts want you to stop by your local Wawa. 
can pick up the mini melts, which are in their own special freezer at your local Wawa. But the mini melts ice cream, we'll take call number 15, by the way, 215-263-WMMR. Mini melts ice cream mascots, uh, a cup and a spoon, uh, need names. And mini melts want you to help out with this. Uh, visit the contest page, WMMR.com, to enter your creative name suggestion. And just for entering, you have a chance to win one of five Wawa gift cards. If Minnie Melts Ice Cream chooses your names for their mascots, you win Minnie Melts Ice Cream for an entire year. It's a monthly subscription box box that is shipped right to your home. So make sure you check that out. Uh, 215-263-WMMR, that 15th caller. We're going to set you up with a gift card, and we'll be right back. What's going on in the world of rock? You'll find it at WMMR.com, your one-stop outlet for all the rock news you need to know. WMMR.com, where FOMO goes to die. Preston and Steve. Their name is their address. Uh, on, on the web. Preston and Steve.com. Football's back, and this Eagle season, there are huge prizes to be won at Acme. Enter Acme Swooping and Win Sweepstakes, and you could win up to $10,000 cash for 2024 Eagle season tickets. And all you have to do is shop the participating items throughout the store and enter your codes from your receipt at acmeswoopinandwingame.com. Acme makes sure Eagles fans have all their game day needs to tailgate or host like a pro. Stop in and discover why football is better at Acme, the official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles. Hi, I'm Steven Singer. Yep, that's me, the I Hate Steven Singer guy. Why do other jewelers hate me? I'm a nice guy. Because other jewelers just want to throw up when you ask, can I trade in my old diamond studs? Why? I guess it's because they're in the business of selling. I'm in the love business. I love to see my friends come back and trade in their old diamond studs. It's true. You can start with any size and upgrade them for a bigger pair anytime you want. Get exactly what you paid. Not only do other jewelers not want you to trade in your diamond studs, but even if they do, they don't give you back what you paid. Why are their diamonds worth less? Oops. Come see me, the real Steven Singer, a real jeweler, whose diamonds are always worth what you pay. Visit me at the other corner of 8th and Walnut. By phone, 888-I-HATE-STEVEN-SINGER. Online, IHateStevenSinger.com. Oh, by the way, these stunning Anita diamond stud earrings are always 100% eye-flawless, near-colorless, brilliant-cut diamonds, magnificent and bright white, topped off with my 14-carat safety silicone backs. IHateStevenSinger.com. One place, one price. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Don't forget, Word of the Week prize gives away. We give that away on Thursday. It's a cool New Year's Eve uh, set up at Xfinity Live. And you get the full, you know, premium food and drink set up and everything that comes along with that. So we will give that away on Thursday. And, of course, broadcasting live tomorrow for Christmas Miracle. We gave away the last of our uh, of our passes yeah. to, to come on board. And uh, we're excited to see what tomorrow brings. I'm going to swing by there today and take a peek around. Cool. I'm going to get there early tomorrow because, you know, get the lay of the land. And uh, that's the one variable. But uh, I am. I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah. It's, it's 2.0. More prizes keep coming on board. <laughs> it's like we have too much to yeah. get away. So, uh, But that's a good problem to have. All right. Uh, speaking of giving away, we're going to do today's lesson. Question, $50 gift card for Manhattan Bagel is what we were going to give away. And the question, well, let's do one from when Zach Knight, Zach Snyder called in. Uh, the hard R version of Rebel Moon will be called what? <laughs> 215-263-WMMR. You heard it right here, an exclusive. Uh, what does Zach, Zach Snyder call the hard R version of Rebel Moon? Just mentioned this at the end of our interview. 
215-263-WMMR. Call if you know the answer. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. Brought to you by Mini Melt Ice Cream, the coolest on-the-go treat. Head to Wawa and grab a single-serve cup from the signature Mini Melt standalone freezer. Never comes with a spoon. And you can make it a Mini Melt's moment. Mini Melt's ice cream, but cooler. What's going on this morning, Steve? Well, WWE superstar Liv Morgan was busted with a large amount of marijuana in the car while driving erratically in Florida. There's no indication that Morgan has a substance abuse issue, but it might explain how during a wrestling match last week, she managed to pin herself. Wow. Oh, my God. Mayim Bialik said yesterday Preston removed as a part-time host of Jeopardy after sharing the duties with Ken Jennings. Mayim says she was informed about the firing in classic Jeopardy fashion with a clue that read, why you will be walking to your car with a box filled with your stuff. (laughs) And finally, the original mechanical animatronic head from Steven Spielberg's E.T. the Extraterrestrial selling for a staggering $635,000 with much of the latex rotted away exposing the mechanisms underneath. The purchaser actually thought it was Madonna. (laughs) (laughs) That's the Hollywood track. Hi, let's see. We're looking for a winner, and we need to know what Zack Snyder calls the hard R version of Rebel Moon. Let us go to Brittany to see if we can get the answer. Hi, Brittany. Hi. Sorry to bother you at work. No, it's all right, Brittany. Do you know the answer Zack Snyder calls the hard R version of Rebel Moon what? It's the naughty version. The naughty version. Yeah, hang on, Brett. $50 gift card for Manhattan Bagel. Celebrate the holidays with a gift of giving. Snag a $25 Manhattan gift card, Manhattan Bagel gift card, and get a bonus five bucks for you. And the gift that's always in good taste is at ManhattanBagel.com. Now, Preston and Steve's Music News on 93.3 WMMR. Brought to you by Valley Forge and Montgomery County, PA. Plan your holiday shopping trip to one of Monco's shopping destinations, including the King Prush Mall. Visit valleyforge.org for more information. Uh, I just have two stories for you, and that's it. During a meet and greet, Gene Simmons talked about the new Kiss avatars. He said they're going to get better. The, that animated stuff, there's so much being planned, even beyond my comprehension. He said, but they're spending about $200 million to take it to the next level. We're spending $200 million yeah. to make our avatars look better. I guess so. Uh, people care. Earlier this month, uh, the band announced a new era during their final concert at Madison Square Garden. As Gene put it, because of the avatars, to sit down. we can be forever young and forever iconic. I was reading some reviews from that final show. Yeah. And some people were saying they were like, that's it? Yeah. yeah. Like there was... I saw. I saw. There was the same no stuff. Big special recognition. Right. They were just kind of going through the motions, which Kiss is kind of known to do that anyway. But you would think that maybe on this very last show in the history of the band, this is it. They're done fifty years. If you will indulge me, the names of the final ten chickens: <laughs> I will Louis, Guzman, Reginald, Dexter, Tanya. I'm not even counting. <laughs> that's that. Uh, yeah, that's five. All right. Sasha, Ramon, Tito, Revi. One more. One more. Gloria. Oh, 
Gloria. Gloria. Uh, so that's how they wrapped it up. No, but I, I read that uh, they. some people were like, that's it? We're not, there's not, this is what you've done for the past several shows. Right, and, which know. leads me to believe that, um, you know, again, there's going to be a lot more of these one-off shows. The Avatar thing, I, I don't even know how that manifests. I, more I, importantly, I, do we need to wait for another... Um, chicken disaster? Chicken disaster to get more names? Gene <laughs> will yeah. always be around, as long as there are chicken disasters. Wherever there's a chicken in pain or crisis, I'll be there. <laughs> it's like the grapes of wrath. <laughs> yep. Wherever there's a cop beating up a chicken, yep. I'll be there. <laughs> There's a cop beating up That's a chicken. I know, I know, but I love that. Uh, Sebastian Bach. Yeah. We haven't done that. Yeah. Let's do a more robust one. Right. Do it again. Sebastian Bach. Yeah. Yeah. We'll celebrate the 35th anniversary of Skid Row's self-titled debut album by performing it live in its entirety. Uh, released in 1989, it sold five, it went five times platinum on the strength of three singles, Youth Gone Wild, 18 in Life, and I Remember You. I, I remember when that when that album hit, it was like, wow. They, they came with three really big songs yeah, off yeah. of that. Uh, so far... Well, good life! <laughs> dates have been announced in Brazil, Uruguay, and Mexico City. So he hasn't been with the with Skid Row since 1996. Uh, so he just kind of does These it. These days he's dealing more with Skid Marks. On his own, <laughs> yes. He's instead I didn't wipe well. Skid R- Mark instead of Skid Row. Sorry about your couch. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then, you know what? There's a little piece of audio I wouldn't mind playing. And uh, this is from uh, Josh Hom. Or Hami, or however you'd like to say his last I've name. Never, I, I, who knows? I thought it was Hami, but... Uh, so he was uh, talking about his encounter with Elton John one time. Yes, uh, this is a, they're, they're both... Uh, he's on the side stage. I think it might have been Glastonbury. Okay. And uh, Elton John's performing the main stage, and this is like his last cluster of shows. And this is, uh, what, yeah. this is the story of what he had to say to him. Uh, I saw him right before the show, and he very lovingly looked into my eyes and said, Josh... Enjoy playing to all three of those people. (laughs) (laughs) That's pretty awesome. It's funny. I love it. All right, and that's it in music news. We have one more break to take, which we're doing now. Uh, And when we come back, we'll get the letter today for the Word of the Week prize and turn it over to Pierre Robert. Stay right there. We'll be back in a moment. Casey Boy from the Preston and Steve Show Thursday from 7 to 9 at the Dutch Tavern, 1264 Bridge Road in Skipack for the Bud Light Thursday Night Kickoff. Enter for a chance to win a pair of Eagles Giants tickets courtesy of Bud Light and enjoy 350 Bud Light Aluminum. here on the air. We'll get the letter in just a moment. And uh, we've already, we gave away a bunch of stuff the past few days. In fact, we're going to probably, after we do Christmas Miracle, uh, 
Thursday, the day before we head off on the break. I think we're going to do another blowout of all kinds of other stuff, too. We're, like, sitting on lots of things oh to give away. Yeah, a surplus. Yeah, yeah. so get get rid of it now. Uh, one of the things I'd like to get rid of is that uh, Tattoos Day prize that we have, and this is a $350 gift certificate for Floating World Tattoo and Piercing. So I'd like to congratulate Jennifer Shoot. Collingswood, New Jersey, and she gets a gift card, and it's courtesy of Floating World Tattoo and Piercing, 1729 South Street in Philadelphia. If you want to check out the artwork samples, visit floatingworldtattoos.com, or you can check them out on Instagram at Floating World Tattoos. I would like to thank our good friend, director Zack Snyder. Hey! How awesome. That was great. How friggin' awesome. He's just the nicest guy. And he's like, he's like an A-list director. And he's just a... Uh He's, well, he's one of our best friends. <laughs> he is, yeah. Whether he, well, he whether he wants that or not, he is. No, he's just the nicest guy. And uh, Bob, who is his uh, brother-in-law, who was our initial contact with yeah. Zach, he was listening, I think, down from Florida, and said Zach sounded great. He'd been sick apparently for a couple of days. Oh wow! And so he sounded terrific during the interview. Keep in mind, and I forgot this until uh, we just a couple of minutes ago. I'm like, he's in Los Angeles. Yeah. It's three hours earlier there. Yeah, and he got up to uh, to get in touch with us about the movie. And we had like a forty minute conversation. Love it. So it was excellent. And thank you to Mini Melts. Mini Melts! This morning for giving us some uh, gift cards to give away for Wawa, which is where you will find uh, Mini Melts ice cream treats right there in their own freezer. Yeah. Because they're way cooler than the other ice creams. Don't go, don't go looking in the regular freezer. Yeah, man. Oh. They got their own setup. They got their own spoon in them, too. Yeah. So you just get the cup and you're good to go. Yeah. That's all there is to it. It, it couldn't be simpler. So I would like to thank them. And uh, I guess we need to do the letter of the day for the word of the week prize, which we will give away tomorrow. Casey, do I turn I to you? I got you, baby. All right, let's Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Now, the Daily Letter. The Preston and Steve Show is brought to you. Keep one eye on the door. Today, by the letter... R, as in Rocky Rambo Rantlers! All right. Rantlers! And we will give away our prize on Thursday. Four-pack of tickets to Philly's hottest New Year's Eve party at Xfinity Live. Tickets include a premium food and beverage package, a live performance by GoGo Gadget, R. multiple DJs, <laughs> karaoke, silent disco, bull riding, 360-degree photo booth, midnight toast, party favors, more tickets and details available at XfinityLive.com. So you say the letter R. It's the R. Okay, yes. Like ro- Rogo. 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 Of Rogo. course, the famous Rogo, the performing monkey. Rogo, the janitor. <laughs> the oh. jumping janitor of jive. Rogo. My alternate character. <laughs> you do so many. Your alternate character. I'm yeah. Rogo, the jumping janitor of jive. <laughs> Man of a thousand faces. I am. And then, well, all the children love Rogo. They let kids love me. <laughs> the schools have me come around and jump in their schools. Oh, and they love it. They do, boy, oh, boy, oh, boy, RD. Wow. wow. Eventually they come over and say, now, why don't you jump your ass out on here? Exactly. <laughs> I'm going to hop along right now, in fact. <laughs> so you're wondering what I have on the show today. Thank I you for asking. Just- yeah, certainly. It's what I'm here for, to ask questions, I get got answers. Double Shot Tuesday. Ah. So I got me a double shot, a Def Leppard tickets, and some uh, Journey and some Steve Miller. Um, they all play in country. Yeah. It's going to be a co-presentation with our country station. We're going to all ride horses in there. As Joe Go, the jumping jive janitor, 
No, it's, it's Rogo. Rogo. Right. Rogo. Rogo. <laughs> Just keep it together for F's sake. And uh, we'll also have blocks today of Billy Squire Ooh. and the Revivalists and uh, Christmas Music and Double Shot Tuesday. It's the hard, hardest part of any character is remembering the name. Well, yeah, it yeah, really yeah. is. <laughs> you know, and when you've developed a character as as much as I have. Yeah, and you, you live, you become Rogo. We actually watched a transformation take place. <laughs> right. What's that guy who played Lincoln? What was his name? Uh, uh, Daniel Day-Lewis. Yeah. yeah I'm he, very much like him. He, I, he's the Irish Rogo. Uh, yeah. Well, he's very, well, he wanted the role of Rogo. Uh-huh. I beat him to it. Uh-huh. And, um, but when I go into Rogo, yeah. I, the directors and everyone, they have to refer to me as Ro. Yeah. yeah. At the very least, you, you know stay in the character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 we appreciate that. No, it's what I do. Yeah. You're a method guy. I am T Bone. Yeah. <laughs> All right, T Bone because of Preston. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I think we've made everything clear now, and we can move on. I want what he's having. That's what I want. <laughs> You got it. I, right. I'm frying it in the back room right now. <laughs> All right, let me take a moment to thank our sponsors. President Steve Show brought to you today by Duncan. President Steve Show runs on Duncan. Also brought to you by Wawa. They get a gift card for anyone on your list. Happy holidays from Wawa. Uh, tomorrow morning, oh, just this little thing called the Christmas Miracle. So we are excited for this live broadcast in a new location in Phoenixville at the Colonial Theater. And uh, tune in because we have no idea how it's going to roll out. New location, new stuff. We're going to give it a try. It's what we do on the show. We just always try stuff out. Yes. And uh, sometimes it works. And sometimes we end up in a room with Rogo. Yeah. So we'll see how that goes. That's it. We are done. Hey, hey. <laughs> That's it. We are done. Rage on. Uh, Santa's got to go. Have a great day. We'll see you tomorrow, gang. Bye-bye. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Hey, everybody. It's good to have you on the map. When Shopify says you can sell anywhere, they mean it. Whether you're at the beach or in the mountains, Shopify is the all-in-one commerce platform that simplifies selling to anyone from anywhere. Don't let the technical stuff slow your sales down. Because with Shopify, you can monitor inventory, track sales, fulfill and ship orders from anywhere with an internet connection. Join the platform simplifying commerce for millions of businesses worldwide and start selling with Shopify today. Sign up for a $1 trial at shopify.com slash free 23. Shopify.com slash free 23.